0: Hello everybody and welcome to episode 74 of the Alien vs Predator Galaxy podcast. This is Corporal Hicks, who's very tired and fed up at the minute. And joining me are usual partners in crime, Ridgetop, who's actually quite bitter and angry at the minute. Welcome, Ridgetop.
1: Hello again, everyone.
0: And Xenomorphin, who
1: I don't think is as affected by this as me and Ridgetop are. No, no, no. I'm nice and chilled out. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I'm angry. Maybe a little bitter, but
0: definitely, definitely bitter. It's just you bitching in my Facebook chat for the last week.
1: I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> if, if you were a <laughs> drink, you'd be an acidic vodka.
0: Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. So if mm-hmm. if that intro hasn't um, <laughs> cottoned you on, it's the very diversive The Predator that we're talking about today. So before we do crack on, I'm going to say right now before I forget, spoilers inbound. We're not um we're not pussyfooting around details or anything to do with this we're just going full into it into the specifics of the film and um our opinions and before we do actually kick off into a full blown discussion uh, just to give a more rounded um preemptive impression of what we think of the film we're just going to give some teeny weeny little um little reviews um so go on then rich top start us off
1: so i was at the premiere In Toronto and I saw this where you know with the first audience there and it was I didn't really know what to think of it at first I know I didn't love it but I was entertained Uh, I was laughing at parts of the movie um but I think it's one of those things where you just kind of you have nostalgia for something and you really want it to be good. And so it takes a second to sink in your problems with it. And I had the same kind of experience with Prometheus and Covenant walking out with those for the first time. But seeing it two more times and really thinking about the movie and seeing other people's criticisms of it, it is a very mixed bag. And plot wise, it was just a mess. There were some really cool things about the movie, I think, especially uh, what stood out to me was Brian Prince's performance in the Studio ADI suit, incredible. That was just fantastic. But the movie as a whole for me just kind of, I will say, I think it's the worst Predator film.
0: Okay, Xenomorphin?
1: The comedy was
2: not as overpowering as I feared it would be. I think in terms of something positive I can say about it, I think it has all the elements needed for and would have made a great... Adult rated predator cartoon. And I don't mean that sarcastically. Like <laughs> it's exactly what I imagined more or less a predator cartoon to basically be in live action format.
0: I'm just having thoughts of the um characters in Archer doing all the loonies. <laughs> you know, I think that'd really work. Yeah. Actually I think that'd yeah. really work.
2: That's what also. I mean though. It's it's it it felt like a live action cartoon in every possible way um but as a live and it has that it's fun in parts every element of it has at least one sort of standout moment but you know taken as a whole it makes for um an okayish general light-hearted action film but as a live action predator film it failed for me primarily in terms of tone and atmosphere and um yeah that's where it was I think my my views I got from the adverts pretty much were it's what I was thinking it more or less could be and that's ultimately what came to pass but um yeah, writing-wise, I think is where it falls down primarily because the, it does move along at a very brisk pace, but once you stop to analyse it, it sort of it it does not stand up to any kind of logical scrutiny.
0: Okay, so I didn't get to go to a special show in like Ridgetop did. You know, I, I got to, so I sorted him out the premiere. I sorted out Master Chief, um, the L.A. premiere, but I didn't get to go to one. Now, I went to a press showing of um, of the film with um, YouTube's Mr. H down in London, and it was me and him and some other random journo uh, watching it in a little cinema there.
1: That's kind of special. You still got to see it a week early at Fox's office, you
0: know? Yeah, I saw it the same day you did, actually. I saw it before you, several hours yeah, before you.
1: Yeah,
0: you did. No, but I always enjoy stuff like that anyway, but um, <laughs> it... I've seen it another two times since. I went to watch it in bog standard um, 3D on release day. And then the day after I went to see it on IMAX 3D. And it was gorgeous on IMAX, by the way. But my, my views on the film have stayed pretty consistent for all three showings. It is a hell of a fun ride while you're watching it. But it moves at such a brisk pace that you don't get a chance to think about what's happening as it's happening. Which I think is a real saving grace for it, because when you do start to think about it, it, it falls apart. And whether that's the writing yeah. or whether that's the editing, because I felt it was, I felt like it had been trimmed within an inch of its life in terms of the runtime. It felt like there should have been another 20 minutes there. But whatever the the cause for that brisk pace, both helped and hindered it, because it the the humor masked the issues with the film until it was done with it and i said i considered it
2: i think it's like the cinematic version of sleight of hand where you're not giving the person chance to see it's it's over here but oh look a squirrel and then you're you're doing other things i think that's that's how a lot of this came across to me Mm -hmm, mm
3: -hmm.
0: so that that is my brief thoughts on the film ratings we can do at the end um and and film listings i guess of the series we can do at the end as well so let's dig in shall we um where did i want to start
1: we could start at the beginning opening scene was cool i like seeing the predator spaceships like fight each other we've, we've never seen a predator pilot a spaceship in the cockpit before that was kind of cool
0: so damn brief though again you know trimming within an inch of its life that that scene should have been a lot longer that sh- there was potentially for some Really awesome stuff, and I enjoyed what we got, but it felt like it should have been loads better. And it was straight out of Bad Blood, which was a nice way to kick it off as well. I think that was mm. um, that was really good.
1: The script it was a bit longer. There was a mothership too, I think, in the script. Oh,
0: yeah. So in 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 the leak script that we have, mm. remember that now was um, it was a mothership that the ark detached from.
2: And not it being hijacked in the script? Isn't
0: it? Yes, yeah, so a fugitive stole the ark. A shuttle-ish thing, I guess, uh, from the mothership, the um, upgrade, and
1: I guess his buddies were in.
0: And I, I assume you quite like the designs, Ridge Top. Very um, A V P-ish.
1: Um, I was, I was a little torn about them. I thought they were a bit too sleek. I mean, I do like the the silver kind of curved look that we see for some of the predator ships. Like you see some that are like Predator Two that are a bit more rugged. And the, the sleek silvery ships. I, I do think this looked a little too ultra clean. Like in, in AVP or in the beginning of that, when you see the interior of the Predator ship, there's still like stuff everywhere. Then it just looks really dark. Um, kind of, you know, with, with vents and stuff shooting out steam everywhere. It was a, a bit less as- atmospheric than I was hoping for, but it, it still was a cool design. I liked seeing the inside of, of this Predator ship and how you could see him just walk out into the escape pod. like I, I did like the design, I just think they could have maybe made it just a little more otherworldly.
0: I was thinking more in terms of the um, the ship exterior appearance. Exterior, it, yeah. Because yeah. it had that hooked um, sort of bird of prey nose like the mothership from AVP.
1: Yeah, I mean I, I thought both ships looked cool on, on the exterior. Yeah, I mean they, they, they had, I think one of them had like the VTOL engines, kind of like we saw with with predators, so yeah, the ships looked fine from from the exterior.
0: Let's talk general plot then. Let's let's not do it beat by beat because we'll be fucking here forever if we do it that way. So plot being the issue that I guess we all have and most people have with the film, it's all over the place. It's all over the place. And again, like I said, I don't know if that's down to the edits, uh, the editing of the actual film itself, or or the uh, the, the script. Because would you say it falls apart really around about the middle, towards the end when the when yeah the,
1: the changes take place? I've seen that in a lot of reviews as well. A lot of people say the first half of the movie it had him and then it fell apart in the second half.
0: And and it it follows the script. To me, really
1: it's well. much earlier it falls apart.
0: Okay, I have so for you. Well, just just from the
2: near enough from the not the very beginning but you know a lot of people have said now apparently we're talking off air we've said this about like the the customs thing whether he's posting this huge package to his home you would have thought that customs would have been sent to. apparently that's dealt with in the um the novel and the script it nowhere comes across like that on the film um you, there's just it gets messy for me after you know the the spaceship crash and as soon as he enters that that like he he's showing them a, a gun to get rid of them and then he he swallows that big bit of predator technology which looks way too big for him to swallow little things like that but then it just it builds up and it builds up and he was even the stuff with the laboratory is just ridiculous ridiculously superficial There's when a film is portraying anything like that in a way where Independence Day does it more realistically you've got problems <laughs> man you've got real problems
0: Independence Day so, is a genuinely
2: entertaining film Oh, it is. No, I love I, Independence I Day, but it doesn't take it.
0: So it knows it's superficial. It doesn't take itself seriously. This film doesn't take itself seriously, <laughs> but I guess that's half the problem. Independence Day. No, this, this film doesn't take itself seriously. The Predator.
2: Yeah, and that's Which that's part a, of a problem big problem part of the
0: people. problem. Yeah, yeah
2: because the, I mean, the original Predator, it, that first film, very much does take it. I mean, you know, mm. they crack jokes and that, but. This film is the polar opposite to the original Predator. In the original Predator, it starts out with that big battle with the you know, the guerrillas, the rebels, whatever they're meant to be. And then once you know, it's on their journey home that the Predator starts making itself known. And as soon as it really makes itself known with the the death ironically of Shane Black's character, Hawkins. Then everything really you know th- even a bit before that with Billy and he's looking into the trees, it's around there where it starts, you know, they're they're starting to stop mucking around with joke telling and that, and it starts getting more and more serious and serious and serious. This one sort of starts out semi serious with the you know, there's Predator spaceship battle, and then there's the guy, you know, you just I'm, I'm he's not trying not to sure take out drug lords far. or something
0: i mean they're already joking yeah i mean over, that's um, about
2: as serious a serious tone as it's yeah it's about as serious a tone mm. as it gets and then it gets more and more ridiculous and explosive yeah this polar opposite of that, and that's why i said you know in terms of tone and atmosphere it doesn't work as a predator oh. form but in terms of story structure right definitely from the introduction of the lab Which has like no guards, you get down there in an elevator. They don't even have this, all this this hyper advanced predator gear, like in a securely place where they can get it out for analysis. They've just put it out like a museum behind glass. It's a real, at that point, it gets really superficial. And especially with, although Tragen, he's a character, I suppose we're going to go into this later about the characters. He's got a memorable personality. He, 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 he's treating the entire operation like, like a gangster or something. He just doesn't come across as the kind of person that will be put in charge of it. He'd be the kind of person who might be third in command or something, or who maybe does field operations or whatever, but he's in charge of the whole thing. And you've got lines like... You have Olivia Munn's character who's brought in. She's meant to be this really intelligent scientist. And so are they with Jake Deucey's character. And they're saying, there's like a little dig at Predator fangirl fan fiction. You know what <laughs> stories they are. Oh, Oh, you want to, you want me to find out someone's <clears throat> fucked a predator? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking, you're not going to get two species fucking interbreed. This is Prometheus level scientific understanding. It breaks down in that laboratory and you've got a predator on the table and it's secured by what two or three metal straps, which they clearly haven't rated for something of its body mass or whatever. The thing is going to get out. It's so obvious you can tell. I mean, even if you didn't know from the adverts. And so I would say certainly from the laboratory scene, if not a bit before, it starts getting ridiculous and it just gets more and more ridiculous. And if people at this point are listening to this podcast and they say, no, no, it doesn't. All I've got to to say to you are two words. Predator dogs. (laughs) you, you You know what I mean by when I say that? They're just... When we were doing this, I came home after seeing this film and I spoke briefly to you guys and I said, what is the point of them? And I just, you know, impulsively, I just said that they're gremlin faced budget sponges. They've just used up the special effects budgets on things which are pointless. They don't do anything. They have a cutesy stroke comical scene which you you're watching it and you're thinking no they're showing this to foreshadow something because in writing structure yada 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 nothing happens with them it goes nowhere budget and time and script was wasted on them and it's utterly superfluous and i got that same feeling with as much i hate the the term for them, the loonies, where individually, yeah, they're, they're fun to go on the ride with, but you could take the loonies out of the story completely and the story wouldn't change. They're not there for any discernible purpose other than to crack a few jokes and that, which, yeah, are funny, but they feel you've, you watch it afterwards and you go, it, it felt hollow and pointless that you, you, you never got a, much for sense of who they were and you didn't care whether they lived or died and that's why I say it completely it, it goes a lot <laughs> of risks pace but definitely from that laboratory scene if not before it just it starts getting really shallow and superficial in a way the original predator never was
1: i think honestly all 3 of the previous predator movies took themselves seriously at least to an extent like even predator Two, even predator Two that got silly at some parts that movie took itself seriously it still had genuine moments of tension in that in that movie yeah um i think i think you're right i think this movie just it took tension and the there was no tension in this movie it was just an action comedy um yeah but but yeah and and i think i think honestly casey Brackett was was joking about that in the lab but 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 you're right the yeah, conversation
2: but that level, that's what i say it's like prometheus level logic and that's when i started cringing and i i i said it i'm not going to be totally negative on it there were standout moments it, it you know it's fun in parts but it's There are moments like that where you're thinking, this guy, he's just doing like a cartoon version of a US government agency and their secret, you know, lab. It's written in such a cartoonish way that, you know, your 12-year-old self might have been fist pumping, but watching it as an adult, you're just going, oh, Jesus, really? That's it? That's what we're getting? when? Just that alone, just a scenario of a predator, a captured predator in a government liberal... I mean, you could construct a whole film about that on its yeah. own. Yeah, you could. And it's just an
0: excuse to have it just flip out and then you, you're you off on a and this, coach. There are lots of specific moments that could have been their entirely own narratives or plots within this. There's a
2: lot of waste-squandered potential.
0: Mm. They... they... They try to cram a lot into it to the point where none of it is properly fleshed out. And again, this is where this is where I think the runtime thing comes into it as well, because it felt like there should have been so much more to pad out some of the bits they were trying to do. And I, you, you mentioned earlier about feeling like Traeger shouldn't have been a commander and Not
3: in charge of yeah. the
0: entire project, but this will go to it. And there was something else you mentioned that I can't remember. I can't think what it was now. Um, but yeah, I said like a lot. <laughs> I need to take notes while you're talking,
3: so I can fucking remember <laughs> yeah, sorry. what I want to
0: address. So yeah, Traeger wasn't wasn't supposed to be in charge. You know that he. Was, but he was. This is where I feel like the film's a victim of the editing because he was supposed to be second in command to Woodhurst, and Woodhurst was
1: completely cut from the film
0: as far back as the first right, test okay. screenings in in November of last year. He was completely Woodhurst gone.
1: was not part of Project Stargazer. He was just part of the military that, and he had yeah, some oversight probably. over Stargazer, which Traeger ran.
0: We can't put. Too much stock in that script because at the end of the day, so th- th- those details are from the um, from the leaked script, which are was dated April. Yeah. So we don't. While a lot of what we know was film matches up with what's in that in in terms of the third act, and a lot of it is goes along with what was in the finished film. We don't know specifically what was changed and what wasn't in regards to the stuff we haven't seen. Obviously, we can't fucking know that because we haven't seen it. So mm. whether. Whether Stargazer and Area Fifty Two were still supposed to be separate entities, I I don't know. But he was supposed, no, Traeger was supposed to be second to Woodhurst, and in the script that we've got, Traeger was running Stargazer as an off the books, supposed to be kind of secretive thing.
1: Which that leaked, the leaked script was the shooting script, pretty much. I mean, there were a couple little changes, like. uh, keys in there it was just a different scientist character before but it, that was the script that was that was used um obviously they went back and did some rewrites for no, for the that, reshoots but that,
0: that thing was a, that specific draft was a year old before they started filming nearly a year old there would have been it's unfair to say that that would be the shooting script yes it doesn't seem like the bulk of it changed but so much of the specifics could have is my point. We can't. I'm just
1: saying you read the script and it's very much beat for beat the movie we saw, with the exception of the reshoots.
0: Yeah, broad broad strokes, it is very much the same, but there are still specifics in that that are different to, to the film.
2: But then all we all we can go by is What's what ended film? up on screen. And I say there are standout moments. There it is fun. You know there there, there are moments of character interaction. I laughed in moments, but. It's it's a it's a crazy mess and not necessarily in a good way.
0: It feels so butchered. Like even the stuff around the predator law feels butchered. Like whether it was a result of the test screenings or whether it was a result of um, reacting to complaints online, whatever. That all feels incoherent. And yeah. Like which parts? All of it, really. I mean, so
2: they don't. <laughs> Oh, oh, just before you go on, I will say I, what I did like in the um, the spaceship thing. It's, you know, I'm not going to say, oh, it's an awesome addition, but it was nice to see how predators traverse those long distances. They just open up a rift. I honestly could, really... Goes through. That was quite nicely done. I,
1: I really didn't like that. I thought the whole... Did you know? No, the tearing a rift through space, it, it, that was like something we'd see in Guardians of the Galaxy, you know? It just felt a little too... No. fantastical for me like I, I alien, and predator, me. alien was, and predator for so me alien i'm gonna be that or
2: been, rip off of hyperdrive
1: it? i don't know alien and predator have always been like a more realistic take on sci-fi for me and when i saw like the pre- the predator ship just throwing out some energy and tearing a hole through through space to arrive instantly at earth i was like eh that's a little out there like it, mm-hmm. that. It, it felt a little too far for me. I
0: don't think wormhole drives are that really out there.
1: I don't think it was a wormhole because there was
2: no like passage. It was just literally a rip that it could traverse through and close behind. It's to to see to me that looks like something that's it's not a tr- the stereotype of a wormhole or whatever. It looks like a different way of doing than you typically see inside a Fighter. So that's something we disagree on. See, I, I like that. Ridgetop didn't. So that, yeah, that's I think, right there. We've got difference of opinion.
1: I just think with the Alien and Predator and AVP f- franchises, like, it, it's always been a point like the traversal of space takes time in the in this franchise compared to like star wars and star trek where it's pretty immediate so i i think that for me was just like kind of undermined oh that. you wanted them to take the physical distance then well it ship was faster than the other and and somehow got away i don't know it just i the instant a <laughs> hole through space was just a bit much for me hmm.
0: Fair enough. It wasn't one of the things that bothered me. I like. it. But yeah,
2: well, what were the other things you said that they they, they um, cut up the lore and such? You
1: know? they, they really toned down the hybrid uh, upgrade stuff, because there were a number of other creatures that, that ended... that mm-hmm. I think they shot that. that were, they, did. they did, yeah. Yeah. There were a number of other Predator hybrids. They had like a spider-Predator monster was one from the the script. I was looking forward to seeing that one. <laughs> so, uh, it... it who knows? Maybe they were afraid of fan reaction with that, and they decided to pull it back. But
0: that was something that people were whinging about. But I'm thinking, I'm thinking in terms of like a lot of the elements were toned down. So without interrupting me, guys, um, mm-hmm. the whole um, autism superpower thing with Rory knowing <laughs> um, all the languages in the world mm-hmm. and being able to—I mean, obviously, it does mm-hmm. it does figure it out really fast, but it doesn't make a big deal out of it until the end where it crops up again out of nowhere i think it was pretty consistent throughout the uh, script the whole hybridisation thing that was toned down again until the end when it crops back up the yeah the 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 general creature hybridisation as well that's completely toned down even the dogs were um, supposed to be more predatorish i guess in the earlier stuff that we've heard of
1: they were still pretty predator-ish. I mean, they had dreadlocks and I know, green they blood.
0: They didn't have friggin' <laughs> um, mandibles. Well, they try and give those an you know an actual purpose. It's not hair. It's I mean, it's so throwaway in the film as well. You know, it makes it, they make a, a bigger impact in the fight with the upgrade. You know, um, they try and cut the upgrade's mandibles to throw, uh, not mandibles, um, dreadlocks to throw it off off balance and disorientate it during the. Um, you know the final fight so even hmm. they you know everything all the lore elements just seem so throwaway.
2: i wouldn't have minded that because i thought to myself maybe they are sensory organs and they used to live under the sea or something so i wouldn't have minded but that yeah, is I, I like that a possible biological reason for why they exist because i've never bought that they're literal braided hair like the mm-hmm. um stephen perry novels they always look you know meaty and fleshy to me yeah
0: to give them an actual purpose i think i think was nice but it's just it's one Mm. of many little throwaway comments in terms of the law so you know we find out that the fugitive has human dna in it um but apparently not all of them do it according to shane in the aftermath Uh, but like where's that that has a minor impact in the overall thing of it you know the the dreadlock has a minor throwaway thing in it the whole um invasion thing gets like two lines of dialogue and and then we have this <laughs> this was
2: so weird
0: random tacked on ending because
3: oh, God. They,
0: they needed something for the to be in the cargo because they had to get rid of the, the hybrids I don't it's just a mess of patchwork is what it is
2: well, it's it's what I said about there's a very cartoonish t- I mean this is a this is a problem when you get screenwriters who want to like this project Stargate and I still say I wish Shane black had done his research because they are actual um u.s government things that exist out there for recovering say um russian and chinese downed satellites and missiles and things they've actually got literal jurisdiction for any hardware that comes in from outer space but you've got this thing that's meant to have project stargazer and it's meant to have taken over from the outfit we saw in predator 2 and you have this same thing going on that we saw in Alien Resurrection, where Joss Whedon was like, oh, "Okay, it's hundred or whatever it is years into the future. I'm going to do away with Colonial Marines. I'm going to do away with Wayland Uteni. I'm going to replace them with this United System military." We've got the same thing here. They they've done away with O.W.L.I. Yeah, which I still say it sounds like what they were labeling the Predator. But if if that name that's their name and it's like they wanted to bring in a new outfit to replace it that was going to be you know bigger and better but in the same way that Joss Whedon invented the the USM that was bigger and better and it was like Colonial Marine and Wayland Utani combined but it ended up being way more inept and that's what I got with this like the Gary Busey thing his outfit he was leading in Predator 2 they they had that semi in it was very haphazard their plan for trying to capture a predator
0: how much of a waste and, was he as well
2: i know who he was but in here you've got the same thing going on where he shane black he's decided right i'm gonna make it's gonna replace this cia thing and it's gonna be bigger and better but they you know they've they're meant to have been studying predators and that for years um, presumably interviewing people who've encountered them yadda yadda yadda. and yet you have um, this thing this battle right at the end and the gut go- the or and i forget what his name is he's meant to be leading this battle and it's like they've all forgotten that predators they're going to see them in the woods they're going to stand out a mile because the thing's seeing yeah. them in thermal and that was the first thing i thought of i thought okay if you're not going to band together to attack the thing. you know it's only got one way out of that spaceship it's it's easier to put the, the thing under siege but they all went into the woods and they for, com- they're meant to be this government outfit they're all acting like bitchy mercenaries rather than professionals but they completely forgot anything that we as viewers know about the predator and they they just got their asses handed to them and it, it came across as very cartoonish when they should have gone for this more ruthless more professional way of portraying stuff like that but you get this very cartoonish vibe that flows throughout the whole thing and sometimes cartoonish works but other times like you have the predator dogs and all they basically do is they stand there they soak up bullets and it's just an excuse for random shots of heroes firing guns that don't actually seem to do anything and one of them lunges once and that's it that all they do is stand there and it's very cartoonish yeah. and yet, and yet in a live action film it doesn't work in a live action
1: film yeah i mean compare the the dog scenes to what we got in predators with uh, they were the, much more realistic dogs. Yeah. yeah and that scene was was awesome when they did that but you're and right they it seems like
2: animals would
1: yeah, and it seemed like Traeger's men were just like you were saying, like they were totally inept. Like you look at even the prequel novel; it stands in stark contrast to that, where they had this trained group that had been training to hunt down a predator for a long time, the Reapers. And I honestly think that book, if they would have made a movie out of that book, it would have made for a better, better movie. And yeah, having read that, now I read that book,
2: but when I um, I think I, I heard the podcast we, we did on it. And now I, with, yeah, it's, it's with the guy who wrote it. And when I heard they're calling them the Reaper and they've been, you know, studying to go up against the Predator and the Predator is this big bad thing. And they, they've been, you know, these elite group of professionals from all day. Is it just my impression or did that come across very like it did in Blade 2? Because they had a group called the Reapers, and they were very much like that. And then they join forces. It's been forces with... so long since I've seen that movie. Yeah, it couldn't possibly. <laughs> that, the, honestly, the impression I got was it, it. I don't know if they've copied some elements out of Blade Two, but it, that's it. It felt a lot like
3: that.
0: I think I honestly enjoyed the prequel novel more than the film.
3: Yeah, mm. I agree.
0: It was it was the sort of thing I think they should have tried doing in the film. There's so much story potential in having this organisation that's going around, you know, hunting hunting predators and retrieving their technology and stuff like that. Like Traeger using the shoulder cannon, that's, that's an awesome idea, but I don't think the film earns it because one second is yeah. toying, toying with the shoulder cannon on... Um, um after the fugitive's been killed and then suddenly when it gets to the fight scene he's strapped it to his shoulder and he knows how to use it Mm. there's a lot of it didn't feel earned
1: basic story similarities with the prequel novel and the main one like they both start off in an operation in south america both of them have a predator escape from the lab and that was the thing like if the prequel novel a predator escape from the lab one thing we were worried about is like it would be kind of it would seem weird that one would just do it again. They wouldn't have safeguards for that. But no, the Predator just wakes up and he uh, busts so out did, of there. There's
2: no change. It was portrayed the same
1: way. There's yep. no one. Mm-hmm. It was it was almost <laughs> the same scene. In I mean, in... I,
2: th- I watched that first. thought What t- came to me was, it's the Ridley Scott syndrome. No one's wearing biohazard suits. That you would have thought they've at least put it in its own well, it sort it of it cell, its own, own enclosed. It was just in the middle of the room. There was no safeguards. No, but they to it.
0: they they all had decontamination processes and the clothes. I mean, granted, it might not. Yeah, be and the then they were just in there breathing whatever, the same but... air.
2: They were just touching it with you know naked hair. It was. But either way, they should have put it in its own enclosure. I mean, that was something like go back to Independence Day. They bothered to put that the one that Will Smith knocked out, and they put it in its own enclosure. In a real situation or something like that, they could have just flooded with radiation or something. But, you know, they bothered to show that they, they isolated it. In this, they just literally put it in the middle of this control room. And, yeah, when I heard about the
0: It's, it's not the meant to be a control novel, room. It's supposed to well, be a lab. It looked like one.
2: Yeah, well, it, it looked... It's whatever it is. It's their main hub of operations or whatever. Nah. They also and, say just, and it sounds very much like they haven't learned any lessons compared to this prequel novel, which we know that yeah. was, the guy who wrote it, he did discuss this with Fred Decker and they were having discussions. So you would have thought that they'd have talked about that and tried to make the film version way more professional. Yeah,
0: there's a complete disconnect between the, the prequel novel and the film but I, I kind of expect that these days, I'm, I'm afraid.
1: Yeah, they also mention in the film that he's highly sedated, so I guess he wasn't sedated enough. Yeah, but what brought him out of that? Because It was when was the alarm just, went yeah, off. I think the intention is he's playing Possum He couldn't have been
0: very sedated then. <laughs> it, it's something the script makes um, makes more clear, is that he, he was there to get his shit. He, he allowed them and he played Possum.
1: See, well, the that, script
2: that didn't come across either in the film. In the,
1: in the script, they don't say he's sedated, but in the movie, they do. But in in the script, they they do specify he's playing possum.
2: Well, then in the I would assume from yeah, I remember them saying sedated. I would assume they were doing that because they were monitoring its vital signs. So there must have been. So it it, it came across... came. I remember watching it. Well, it you know it could have just come out of it whatever. But it struck me when I was watching it. It was too way too coincidental. They brought on this new scientist who apparently her only qualification for being there was she once wrote to the president that she wanted to meet a space animal. <laughs> but she they brought her in and and that exact moment the thing woke up. It it it. it there needed to be some sort of motivation. Really yeah thing some sort of factor where maybe she would have done something accidentally to wake it up but it was just it just happened to wake up in those moments that i you know it's it it would have, if that was a cartoon that's exactly what you expect to see in a cartoon and it would have worked in cartoon but it just felt too oops sorry part there go my trousers and there's a predator
0: running around so i'm, I'm getting frustrated now Which is part (laughs) which I I always knew was going to be my issue with with the film is just when I sit and try and make it make
2: yeah it's when you try and
1: yeah no you analyze it afterwards this is one of those movies to some degree you have to turn your brain off and just be willing to have a good time yeah um and that's that's unfortunate because I don't feel like I have to do that with With uh, the the other three the other three Predator movies. Um, even even with their moments of silliness and their one liners, it's just enough so that that part is satisfying without yeah. going too overboard. And, and as far as the lore issues go, yeah, I mean, it's it was pushing it with the lore for me like it was totally out the window like Alien Covenant was. It didn't make me angry, but it was pushing it. It's like, OK, now we've done the whole the bigger batter predator thing twice now. And you're kind of getting into, do predators want to take over the world? And are they upgrading themselves? And who are these different clans at war with each other? And like, um, well, is it... was cl- There was clearly something... Cha- now, I mean, you guys can
2: say this because you've read more of the script than I have, but it struck me because they mentioned like, oh, it's got exoskeletal armor. It didn't have any exoskeletal armor whatsoever. It was just like...
1: A normal Predator. You see it skin it, it, its skin changes in the movie. Did you not
0: catch
2: the You do? I did not yeah. No, yeah. It just
1: looks like normal skin and no, muscle. No, you, see, you see his skin hardening. He changes colour. He goes from like a, a beiges to a reddish-blackish when he's like armoured.
2: Which I, I loved. loved about I, it. I, I didn't
1: pick up. It might have just been moving
0: it's it's a shame that I love Predators again I will say I'm probably one of about four people in the world that does I love like, it too, yeah.
1: Predators is yeah, awesome
0: you, you, you like Requiem, so you're not really legitimate backwards
1: <laughs> that doesn't pay just because I have a couple movies that everyone hates that I like doesn't mean all of my tastes are bad yeah, you're not a true fan man <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh god Yeah, stop doing that please people I'm glad if yeah, you liked dude. the movie and if you didn't, I'm sorry we're all fans
0: uh, ribbon of ridge top aside, what was I getting at? Oh, yeah. So we've got predators. predators, and now we've got the predator where we're having predator on predator conflict, and none of them oh, have done yeah. it. None, of, <laughs> none of them have done it completely satisfactorily, which is no. annoying me because I want that concept to. It's such a simple concept, and it should be mm. an awesome on the screen thing, but nobody's really done it in a way that's genuinely satisfying. And I think it was it. in
1: predators. You didn't? It k- kind
0: of was, but it looked like two
2: guys
1: in the suits, kind of. No, way. I thought the fight was awesome in Predators. The, the, the
0: fight I enjoyed, but I mean, the there's there's no real reason for it in Predators. I mean, we know that the big ones sometimes hunt the smaller ones was about the extent of, of the actual conflict. And like, in this one, there was genuine potential for a bit of um, species expansion, with these two clans at each other over um you know philosophical differences but the film ruins that by having them both being hybrids both yeah you know, exactly
1: yeah they didn't they didn't need to have the one predator have human DNA although that's the reason they bring Casey there so yeah and I think with predator it was just mysterious enough like when he was saying well it's it's a difference between a dog and a wolf like and that it, encapsulated so much that phrase, the yeah. and wolves. You, you
2: totally got the concept and it didn't need it all all this exposition being shitting all, yeah. all over
1: the place like you tend in this film. Kept it mysterious enough in Predators where you could let your imagination kind of run wild a bit and go with it, but in this movie it seemed like they, they hinted at too many things without going anywhere with them. Yeah. Like, do Predators want to take over the world? And oh, they're upgrading themselves. Like, is this... And, and Shane Black... It, he was you know saying some stuff like, oh, maybe they aren't above cheating a little bit and there's not all predators are doing this. but the audience doesn't know that. and when mm-hmm. when Casey no. says it in the movie, and she's like, well, I think I know what's going on in Predator World. It's like it makes it very general seeming. So for me, the lore, it was just being pushed in, like, I think you can expand the mythology and you can expand the lore without pushing against it and without breaking it. Like, look at Predator 2. Predator 2 expanded the mythology. It builds on what came before. We don't need a bigger, badder, different Predator in, in every movie. I mean, look at the expanded universe. They are doing the expanded universe so good these days which is why it's so frustrating to see the movies be so divisive is because you look at the novels and you look at the comics and they're so effective and, and they tell these great stories and they build on the mythology without breaking it. I mean, I Predator Hunters, there's a good movie right there. Like, just turn those comics into a movie. So, yeah, it's frustrating to see them think they have to please the crowd by by adding all this new crazy stuff without just doing what, I mean, everybody loves The Fugitive more than The Upgrade. Everyone I've talked to who see who has seen the movie love The Fugitive way more than The Upgrade. This is the that bigger, badder, new Predator. Like, why why are people saying that? It's because they, they love The Predator. They connect with that original feeling they get with The Predator. And you can do that in new and interesting ways without just going overboard.
0: I think if they'd have just narrowed in on just that conflict between the two without all this crazy other stuff on the side about perhaps they want to invade or stuff like that and just this this difference between two clans of one wants to tinker which i think is realistic i'm going to say it if we had the ability to design a genes which we're getting there with kids aren't we with with unborn mm-hmm. kids that's realistic why the fuck wouldn't they they are cheaters they cloak they have fucking plasma technology and they're the
3: opportunists fact- hmm.
0: So it makes sense to me that some of them would be willing to do that. And just this basic idea of a traditionalist and these new guys fighting each other over that difference would have been a perfectly fine plot for me. I would have been happy with that conflict between them purely because of that.
2: So we would
1: get the Predator version of Fiddler on the roof. (laughs) (laughs) Some of the Predator weapons did seem a bit too, like when the helmet got dinked. And it just turned around and shot automatically. Yeah, I didn't well, like then, the psychic stuff. That didn't in the
2: make much sense to me that thing, because it's on a helmet that wraps around you, yes, sort of. But it's only facing the front. And at that
1: point you're thinking that completely negates the whole point of the shoulder cannon. Yeah. And and also in the beginning the fuse knocked out. In the script, he's just already knocked out. But in the film, I think something comes out of the risk on It's, like it. it's a just like a plated thing. Yeah. yeah, and it just knocks out automatically. And I was like, that's weird. For so many of these weapons to just be automatically reactive. Like, where's the hunt in that? Where's mm-hmm. the honor in that? Like, this was the movie without the hunt element. Like, saw the hunt in all three movies and this one. One was on a mission. The other was on a mission. Yeah, the upgrade kind of had the hunt thing when he was like, well, I'll give you time advantage and I want to get McKenna. But that made no sense either. How did he know this kid was so special? Like, what? When did it he decide he wanted to get this kid? Like, that's the thing.
2: That's why I say it's very cartoon. It it was saying this one is the ultimate warrior. This one is actually more of a warrior than any of you. And the kid's done nothing. It's like the kid deciphered stuff somehow. The predator itself has no real way of knowing that. It knows it. It's seen the kid sit down at the table. And then the next thing it knows, it's seen the kid being escorted into where the spaceship is. That's the extent of its knowledge about this child. There is nothing about this child that should make it go, this one. I want this one. This is the warrior. And... I mean, a lot of the stuff that we get in, like, the whole, you know, why predators want to invade the world, even a lot of that is not necessarily accurate. It's all characters making assumptions.
0: Mm-hmm. That was another Which I'm sort of I glad
2: had. for. I mean, I'm glad for that because some of the stuff that is a bit hokey, you can just sort of hand wave away because it's just the characters uh-huh. assuming stuff. But you... You, it's, it's like, as you said, like you don't even have this conflict between the two predators being about one group is genetically modifying themselves and the other one isn't because they both are. And it, it's it, it, and the the sad thing is, aside from the fact this took four years, which is why a lot of people say it should be better than it turned out. It's like Colonial Marines all over again. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. yeah. reason that actually done, that, that one, say, oh, the fugitive was also doing it, was for that one throwaway gag. And if it wasn't for that one throwaway gag, you could have actually made it a believable subplot, but they threw
1: that away for the sake of a gag. And it's, which which it's, gag are you not, referring to again? The, the one about
2: is a, yeah, is a, is a, did someone fuck a predator? Oh. Which, you know, it made me laugh when I, I watched it, but it wasn't like a laugh out loud thing.
3: Yeah. But
2: because they've chosen to do that, and that was the only way they could think of to have, um, Brackett come onto the project.
1: Well, I guess there was it was
2: literally no reason for her to be brought onto the project.
1: Well, I guess it was implied that, that he was a part of this clan and he was starting to upgrade himself, but maybe he felt it was there wrong was no or something. Broke, or no. I, yeah. I mean, that's all just speculation. Um, another thing that was weird is how ready they were to just kill Casey Brackett, like just cause. I mean, Side, trying to catch the they predator.
2: Brought her in, and, and there's a what should I do? Oh, kill her and take her uh, contraband. Yeah. And I'm thinking, she's on your side. She's, you know, yeah. she's presumably already signed non-disclosure stuff when she was invited on the base. Or were you really that much more inept and thick that you didn't think that you just in on random pavilions to your hyper-secret <laughs> palace of boom? Uh, no <laughs> kill her and take her stuff take her shit especially when she was doing what you know yeah Busey Mr. King was like go get her to, go yeah and get, doing that
1: she grabbed the the spinal juice like i don't know <laughs> yes. i don't know why she grabbed the spine juice i guess that was why they wanted to kill her but why would she get that in the middle of a breakout why would she just grab that it I makes know. no sense and it's plot forward later <laughs>
0: Well, no, it yeah, doesn't and... even move the plot forward later when she's not through. It does it? it? It's just uh, being able to say the it
3: upgrade tells... thing.
2: Yeah, that's it. There's a lot of moments like that. There are little moments where, if you on their own, they could have been expanded and they they could have made you go, "Oh, that's interesting," but because it's done in such a haphazard way, and then you're onto the new thing, or then a random predator dog comes along and wants to play a ball or whatever, <laughs> you don't get chance. The, the film doesn't give itself chance to exp, to expand upon the things that could have potentially made it matter. It wouldn't have necessarily fixed it, but it could have made it a more, you know, legitimate viewing experience. Like, and story she's wise.
1: jumping on top of us and then later she jumps on top of the, uh, the upgrade and is just shooting the pimp <laughs> and, you know, she, she knows her way around an assault rifle and it's like, okay, See, you're a, you're itself, a scientist who yeah, teaches but at that a university. In itself, like,
2: I, I could have bought because that could have been an indication of something in her past. Maybe she's, you know, she's really into home defense or what. You don't know what her back could have been. But because you didn't get that, she's just like generic scientist number three. And I think Olivia Munn did a good job at her performance, but she didn't have much material
1: to work. Yeah, with. her performance was fine. There just wasn't enough character development there yeah. with any of them, really. But especially with her, because she was, you know, on par with these soldiers. Like, it's like, okay, like, did you come from a military family or were you in the military? Like, what's the deal with this? So I just think there needed to be a bit more behind her character and why she was so willing to throw herself in harm's way over a lot of this. Mm -hmm. Also, real quick, the scene that they introduce her, they cut that scene because of the whole controversy that everybody knows about. But yeah, you could definitely feel that it was abrupt. It was, uh, you could tell it was a last minute cut it wasn't enough time to really introduce her character. And so no. it's a shame they couldn't like replace it with something else, but uh, it did feel a little too abrupt.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. It, whereas it just kind of like, switched to hello, here's a scientist. And then it went almost Hellboy esque, where, you know, she's in an elevator, she's down in the laboratory and then you you know, she's meeting a predator.
1: I, <laughs> I, I did like the elevator bit with the nod to the haunted mansion. I thought that was kind of funny.
2: But... Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I laughed at the joke. But it was just like security was so fucking lax in that place. <laughs> it was just, especially in a place where they, they're they holding an incredibly, unbelievably ferocious creature, where even if they're sure it's sedated, they have to think in terms of, well, is something going to come along and rescue it? Or is, you know, the, you, you could have any number of things happen. And there was like a couple of guys in the elevator. I don't even think any of them had a gun, did they? I don't remember them, but it was really, really basic. But yeah, she definitely needed background to her, definitely.
0: It would have been cool if they'd have done something maybe like Prince in AVP2, where they had it sort of, you know, in that tube and it was all strapped down with the metal and stuff. Mm. Uh, the, the Predator I'm talking of. I guess you haven't really played AVP2, have you? Maybe, maybe Bridgetop knows what I mean about when... I played it, but it was years and years oh, ago. Sacrilege, you should be playing it every few years. Every wow. few years it, that masterpiece. It
1: plays on Windows. <laughs> let's let's get on that Let's Play, Aaron. we are going to oh, do that
0: yeah. one. Yeah, well, maybe when I'm more in the mood. A def-
1: anyway. I'm, I'm
0: deflated by yeah at
1: the yeah no it's it's honestly like kind of demoralized me as a fan a little bit it's frustrating that Fox just seems to be struggling with getting these movies right because they're not you uni- know universally loved that's obvious the the Alien prequels aren't and this film has been very divisive among fans the EU is great right now so I hope we get more games and I hope we get more novels and comics but it's a shame these movies have just been so divisive and. Honestly, I uh, I do think we need an alternate cut of this. I mean, we've seen that with with the Alien movies, um, with the quadrilogy. you assuming an cut would make it better. No, no, that's I'm not assuming that because I, I'm sure I would have problems with the alternate cut. But I mean, when Fox hired Shane Black, you got to kind of know what you're getting. And and yeah, there was all this uh, crazy other stuff that was that maybe Fox got nervous because of a test screening about. And they decided to scale a lot of that back. They thought it was too funny. They thought the daylight messed with the tone and maybe it would have, but now we're always going to be wondering about that. It's like, it's like a uh, justice league situation with fans calling for the Zack Snyder cut. Um, Now we're just always Mm. going to be left wondering what about those friendly predators? Like those were two other practical suit predators that ADI created. Like, my favorite uh, thing in this movie was the Fugitive and ADI's suit for that. And I thought the armor was cool. I know ADI didn't do the armor. I believe that was Quantum Effects, which that was kind of weird, why they didn't like ADI's capable of doing the armor. They did it in both EVP films. So I don't know why they wouldn't just have them do it. But um, yeah. regardless, the armor looked cool. Oh,
2: I, I've got a I remember when this was back in the you know early 90s but when they made return of the living dead three because they're on such a tight sort of shooting schedule and that they they said to the guys, director well how are you going to do this and he said well what i'm going to do i'm going to hire each element of the special effects out to a different special effects company that's how they got it done on time it might have been a similar situation where they thought they give adi the creature stuff another company other stuff and so it might have been a time issue
0: Well, given how long the film was in production, I don't... I can't see that being... Well, yeah, I
2: mean, yeah, ultimately it was, yeah. But, you know, that might have been the initial plan, possibly.
1: But I loved the suit. The suit was... It was right up there with Wolf, like, with one of the best Predators. I liked the new texture they kind of gave the dreadlocks. And Brian Prince's performance was so good. Like, he was just really mobile, um, running at full speed and in full Predator costume, and he, his performance was right out there with Ian White and um, mm-hmm. Kevin Peter Hall. It was, it was just great.
0: It was great to see him so mobile as well. I mean, I wish we'd have got a bit more of the parkour. I guess, that, you know, Brian was known for. Yeah, they said a lot about that in interviews, Mm. didn't
2: they? And you never really got to see it.
0: But even then, you know, they came across as really mobile. Even at the start when you see it, it was moving fast, and it was great to actually see it in the trees again, Mm. you know, with that classic sort of pose. But, yeah, I I completely agree. I think the suit looked amazing. ADI wet it. Woo! Wet the skin um, for this one (laughs) because it looked... I love ADI, but I, I'm I'm not a fan of of the Predator skins in um in the AVPs. Even okay. even even Requiem, I still think it was a little uh,
3: it, dry. It was,
0: it's still a bit dry, yeah. But this one, I think, looked fantastic. We well, use an
2: old grouchy Predator in that one.
0: <sighs> yeah, it it didn't look like dead skin. It, <laughs> it, Grandpa Predator
1: it, it, Wolf but... is still the best Predator. I'm sorry.
0: No, no, it's not. <laughs> well, how did the
2: elder look in Predator 2? Because that was meant to be. Well, that that I'm pretty
0: Predator. sure that was the original Predator, wasn't it? That Yeah, it was. But they just sort of added. Did that? Remember if that one looked wet? Yeah, I think that one did as well. But that that was that oh, was that was still Stan Winston. So, but yeah, it, it was. Lo- it looked great in this one. I really like the armor. You know, it is different and. Yeah, none of the fan explanation reasons that we came up with worked in terms of it being like police armor or whatever, but I don't give a shit at this point.
1: <laughs> no, it looks it just Could looks produce, like a modernized sleeker armor and the black and gold accents, it's kind of almost like Egyptian looking. Like it was a cool, interesting new design and I really dug it. The thing that didn't make sense to me was how all the predators had the same mask. Like they already had a mask that was the same one he had but undamaged, and then the two friendly Predators that would have been in the movie have the same mask, like, so that, that part was like, well, shouldn't they have different masks? But... In
2: Predator 2, don't several of the Predators, they, they don't each have an individual unique
3: mask. They, yeah, they, in they, Predator they're all pretty 2, much,
0: they do.
2: Yeah. yeah. They're all unique. I thought some of them were copies, like there are two or three that are the same.
0: I think one has the The P1 the one, mask.
2: The P1 yeah. mask.
0: One has the original original P1 mask. The Gort um, one, the Gort one, yeah, and the rest were all unique or or maskless, which was, mm. yeah, I, I, if if they were the other friendlies, and it wasn't, you know, uh, an actual reason as to why they all had the same mask, that would have been a bit, eh, and felt a little bit lazy. Um, and just because of how we are used to all these different mask designs, I guess. They uh, nowadays, since, yeah. yeah. But since it wasn't in the film, I don't, I don't give a shit anymore.
3: Yeah. <laughs> but,
0: but the actual design, yeah, I fucking loved it. I love that golden black. I really love that inlay gold, and and the samurai skirt. I thought that was awesome. And and even even in terms of. Um, I felt like he had a personality as well. I know it's going to speak to the tone and the comedy and the comicness. But like the thumbs up, I fucking love that. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah.
2: I didn't mind that because you know, to me, that's the kind of thing like a military type person might do if, you know, somebody calls out for their buddy and you've killed them. You might will have to use their, you know, their cut off arm to just sort of give a waving sign. <laughs> to me, that. That wasn't out of the realms of possibility.
1: I didn't no, know. I was, I really liked that too. And the scene where he, uh, gave them the warning shot and then pointed his finger down for them to drop their weapons, like little mm. things like that really gave him a uh, good personality. And yeah. it was cool to see that in a predator character. I think in the original script, they had said that Woodhurst was trying to recruit this one. Like he was a defector and he wanted them to join the friendly predators that were already there. Uh, um, yeah, I which I, that. I, I wonder if the fox got nervous because of those uh, because those were some of the first images that were leaked of the friendly predators and maybe they got nervous yeah Yeah, everybody maybe that they got nervous that fans would think it would be too much like avp like people have always been iffy about the team ups i've never minded them i think if it's done right it can be cool if it's
0: i think they're fine but i don't think they've been in, in any any of the the film team ups so far
1: Yeah, I think that that's
2: the you said it earlier on that that's the key word for this. There's a lot of the problems arise out of not feeling one element or the other is necessarily earned. Mm -hmm. If if it makes Mm -hmm. logical sense, some things still don't feel right for that reason. In the same way that, you know. Shaw and Daniels in the new Alien prequels—they don't feel like they've earned the status of Ripley, even though they're tri- they've been clearly written to be Ripley-esque, Ripley-like. You don't feel like they've earned that respect. It's a similar thing for any of them. Mm.
1: It was just sad for me because, like, I, I as soon as the upgrade killed um, Fugitive, which I wish was more of a fight with that.
0: Yeah, they, yeah. They, Again, Again, goes to does. what I was. Uh, <laughs> It goes to what I was saying earlier about wishing that it had been more of a focus in this conflict because it would have been great to see them dealing with each other over a protracted period of time because that's another thing you know I was saying about um, the conflicts not really being done well in either of the films so you know Predators the fight while I do believe the result um, was so short and in this one while I do believe that the upgrade is a fucking monster and it could probably do that it was just so short and it wasn't it wasn't satisfying conflict. It wasn't satisfying yeah. end to the conflict.
1: I think even in, in the Predators fight, like it was satisfying enough because the Classic put up a fight and even though it, it ended um, with the Super Predator killing him, it, it was a... They're not Super you know, Predators. <laughs> well, Berserker Predators, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> Thank it. you. It was a satisfying fight where either one of them could have come up on top, but the Berserker Predator, Mr. Black, whatever, just got the, uh, the upper hand... Um, But this one, it was just he was totally decimated, you know. But as far as, like, facing the humans, he didn't seem particularly more of a threat than the fugitive was.
2: It was Um, less, because typically one of my problems was that it was meant to be bigger and badder, but most of the time it showed up and it just sort of stood there. People were shooting at it, and it was just a bullet sponge. Whereas mm -hmm. what made the original creature, especially in the first film, a predator would get shot, it would react a bit. It, it might not kill it, but, it, you know, it it gave it pain. And it would have those later scenes where you had the medical kit and it would need to heal itself. And you would see it yell out in agony because it was taking a bullet out or whatever. This thing, OK, it's meant to be bulletproof, but it's like the predator dogs. It gets shot at and it doesn't react to getting shot a lot of the time, which makes it look mentally slow. It makes it look like it's not processing what's going on around it, which makes it look less intelligent. And the the, the original creature, some of the allure of that is they're using their skill and their to try and not get hit in the first place.
0: It's It very much acts differently to, to the Predators. But that is something that could have been worked into, like... That's to explain it. So you know, at this point, it's expressing confidence in its ability. You know, in its armor. And I'm gonna say again, I fucking love the armor. I do like the idea of the stuff. It could have been interesting if, like, you know, its reliance on that new ability could have tied, and then failure of that ability could tie could have tied into this desire to keep upgrading kind of thing. I mean, I'm not sure how they would have done that, but
2: yeah, that that would have been an interesting angle to explore. But ultimately, the film doesn't do that. It just sort of, it often just lumbers along like a big Jurassic Park dinosaur, and it's just excuse to waste some time with characters shooting it, even though when those same characters already know gunfire doesn't do anything to it. Well,
0: to be fair, they didn't it, set it on
2: eventually reacts. You
0: know, I yeah, think, I think at that point they were That's trying to escalate the situation with, um, you know, a couple of claymores and on fire kind of thing
2: yeah that scene where someone jumps on it that uh, that was meant to be a tense moment and i just found myself laughing because this upgrade thing it was just flailing its arms around (laughs) i'm thinking you shouldn't last five seconds with that but you're just going
1: for me it was (laughs) just sad once fugitive died because i knew like for the rest of the movie we'd just be getting this depredator and and the CG did look good um, in some scenes more than others. Others, it looks like it was a bit more rushed, but...
0: That, when it bites the um, the guy's head
1: off. And yeah, and it, it dies, looks down. Yeah, they did uh,
0: either of you two
2: get the feeling, because it, it, it bites him upside down and then it sort of looks up. I don't know if this was deliberate, but that came across very much like the first tax scene in alien 3 you remember when the alien sort of smiles at the camera or kisses at it hmm. it's got covered in blood uh, th- that was actually i i didn't feel the effects was too great in that because you have these very almost again there's that word cartoonish disney like yellow eyes and they didn't look yeah. real the rest of the effects were Yeah, i agree with you it was a, a lot of it i, I was actually I knew, but that was one of those moments where
3: i
1: i thought oh that looks fake yeah no the yellow eyes in some scenes it. i was wondering if they were practical and others it was obvious they were cg for both the fugitive and the mm. um the upgrade but yeah if there's any reason i beyond just um i like i kind of like the concept of team up sometimes when it's when it's done right um that i would have wanted the fugitive predators or the um uh, emissary predators I guess they're they've been coined uh is because those were just huh. other characters that Adi made that I don't get to see on screen and I'm like where is that and and we see that now with so many reshoots studios just want to, they question themselves like rogue one we had it
0: to be fair wrote the finished rogue one was awesome I'm
1: gonna say uh, that. I st- I still what what I heard of the original one how it was a more like gritty war film and they had more of a ground combat like some of the best scenes in the Rogue One trailer are not seen in the film. In my opinion, like some a lot of, the... of
2: those were filmed just as individual scenes though. They just filmed random things
1: they could think and of. Can I day. say I'm getting sick of that. I'm getting sick of marketing, not being representative. Of what is, what is in the film? So much of this movie, like, mm. yes, we've seen it before, like predators when they had all the lasers on, uh royce yeah that was kind of deceptive marketing but that was one shot like most everything else (laughs) that was in the trailers was in the film but this one there were so many scenes that were in the trailers that just weren't in the movie at all like the ship crashing down on the lake like Roy playing with the kajad device thing um the the whole apc sequence which was still used a lot in the marketing the come and get us motherfucker scene like the do you know what my job description is between casey and traeger the um the big explosion in the daytime like there was so much that was in the trailers if you actually look that's just totally missing from the movie and i get that sometimes marketing kind of has to work with with different things before the finished cut of the film and that's fine pretty much but you still got to kind of have it represent like what's what's been shot like it, once we're getting to like 40 percent, 50 percent of the trailer is stuff that's not in the movie it just feels a bit off to me
0: i guess I, it doesn't really bother me as much because i expect it i expect there to be deleted scenes and stuff like that and just from a movie archaeology point of view it's this might be our only exposure to those footage to that footage so i don't know it, it don't fuss me
1: I do think they could use another cut. I think that would actually, given the fact that this movie has been doing not as well as they'd hoped. and It was the most expensive Predator film, over $80 million. That's almost up there with Alien Covenant budget, or the highest budget for a Predator movie. And it's made $24 million domestically in its first weekend. I would expect a big second weekend drop. The, the two times I saw it in my local theaters, the theater was almost empty both times in the opening weekend
0: i've seen a lot of pictures online of empty theaters
1: so i think a way to to get at least the home release to do well would be to have multiple cuts of the film or have an extended cut uh just like they did with the alien movies back when that came out in the anthology i'm expecting that yeah
0: well the, the problem is shane black was asked about it and said that the effects were unfinished and it it would cost them money to finish
1: yeah off the but day he stuff, still seemed so. open to it he still seemed open to it.
0: It's not up to him in the end, though, is it? Is Fox going to want to spend more it money is on Fox. What, what looks like a sinking ship at the minute?
1: Yeah, but I will mm. say, even if they did the minimal effects, kind of like we saw with the Alien Resurrection alternate cut, I think it would be a selling point for the the home release. I it's think if, definitely they have bare bones, if they have a bare-bones release for this on Blu-ray, it's not going to do well.
0: No. And it seems like that might be the case, given how it's, what, out in November?
2: Yeah, it's a quick release. I suspect they will include deleted scenes, but they're not going to produce an alternative cut.
0: Which I think is really unfortunate. I think even if we don't like necessarily the concepts that are going to be in it, if we don't like the hybrid and stuff, maybe it may be a more coherent vision, you know? With it being the original vision, I'd be more interested in it from Mm. that kind of angle.
1: And that was was the thing with Robert Rodriguez, from my understanding... um, they just told him, do whatever you want. You know, he was saying there was a lot of creative freedom he had. And this always goes kind of back to the question, even with Ridley Scott, Well, do we give Ridley Scott all this creative freedom? Because I have some of the problems with the decisions he's made. But at the same time, would I have rather seen just a straight up sequel to Prometheus than Alien Covenant? Or, well, Covenant, more of the product of Ridley's vision clashing with studio meddling. And is that what we're getting with this one? Is it? too much of conflicting visions for the the franchise. Like, even though I may have had problems with Prometheus 2 or with Shane Black's original cut for this, maybe I would have just enjoyed them more, even with my problems, because they would have been more coherent.
0: Bringing that up, then, the thing that nearly fucking ruined this film for me was the ending, and that mm-hmm. obviously looked like something that had been the th- brought The fans
1: the- are going to love this...
0: But yeah. <laughs> I, I just expect that to be something John Davis came up with to fucking, um, you know, so another hand in the pot um, to set up some sequels. I hated that ending so much. I mean, the film had oh. been comical, but at that it was point, a legitimate facepalm moment. Yeah. I f- and you know what? The fucking pod, I don't know if any of you noticed this, the fucking pod that the thing came out of, this stupid predator killer, had on it in English, Pod 3.
2: What? Did it? Yeah. What engraved in the metal, you mean?
0: Well, what? it was written on it, painted on it, whatever. But it was on, in, it was in English on the thing.
1: Could I it have, have been
2: something that. the lab staff painted on it? Then I
1: doubt. Maybe, it, but that but... it was so weird. Like when, when the thing just goes on its arm and it starts like, like so nanotech, bad. like straight up from Infinity War, like pretty much magic, just appearing out of thin air, like.
0: It looked like the fucking Iron Man. Nano bot suit thing that he devised in the um, in the third one. I can't remember its name now.
1: Just nano Infinity War.
0: No, I mean Marvel Universe. had a name for the fucking technology. I can't remember what it was. Nanotech. No, it was a specific project. But again, oh. I'm getting off point. Not to worry.
1: how bad was whatever. that? Come on. It was, it was on. ridiculous.
3: How <laughs> With the robotic dreadlocks too. It
2: was what it looked like that rightly makes people call bullshit because it looks like a fan film with a mega million dollar budget
1: that scene does. No, because even a fan film would do something that ridiculous.
2: (laughs) No, it's the kind of, it looks like, as you say, like an Iron Man thing with dreadlocks. The, it, the, it looks like a parody when you have shoulder cannons come out. They look like battleship <gasps> guns and they got like 900 targeting lasers. It looks like a parody <laughs> of a prediction.
3: It looked like a and fucking then,
0: Kenner figure is what
2: And he then
1: he's like, like "Yeah, I hope yeah, it
0: comes no, that's, in... Yes,
2: that's it. I was on the bus and I was thinking to myself, it looks like I got in touch with the people who made the Kenner figures back in the 90s. And they said, well, something crazy draw us up something we'll see die and then he's it looked like, exactly like a Ken Affleck like looked that's so me, cheap that's my well.
1: new suit i hope it yeah. comes in a 42 long and i'm like oh god like it was just <laughs> it, so the
2: dialogue was so <laughs> poor. It, and see, the part i the part i disliked more than the Because really it's the realization of that suit it doesn't it doesn't in any way look realistic
0: the effects look the really I, cheap
2: yeah. But the thing I, I disliked about that was like, not just as this, uh, you know, he's just like an ordinary sniper. dude. He's not like Dutch or he's not a commander, but he's suddenly got put in charge of this of himself and he's brought his little in and he's given him a job. <laughs> and that made me that really made me crazy, where It was like the kid turned around and said, hey, dad that really really came across very like a saturday morning cartoon that's what i said it's another thing that if this was a cartoon it would have it's like he's his little kid on to do and like the next episode they're gonna have like a a a little robot dinosaur running around and it's going to have a little funny voice that kind of stuff the actual suit i think they just did that as a way to say you know what we need a, a, a a visual effects here a little kicker i think nobody would have minded it if it was like the pod activated or something but instead you know it was a red herring something was going to come out of there and it wasn't something physical. It was like it would tr- start transmitting data. It would like give them a way to div- to devise yeah, yeah, their yeah. own stuff based on scientific data that the predators have.
1: So it should have been Arnold. It should have been Arnold just comes out of the pod and he goes, I'm 71-year-old <laughs> back.
0: 71-year-old <laughs> veteran who's pulling a pension. Honestly, what were you guys expecting at that point?
1: I was expecting Arnold. He should have popped out of there and just said, "I'm back." <laughs> well, the no. funny thing, the credits.
0: you know what? Me and Mister H were sat there, and he's going, "Is it Arnold?" I, mean, I fucking hope it's not Arnold. <laughs> and then I get oh, this fucking man. thing. I wish it were fucking Danny Glover or um <laughs> or Royce. Oh, shout! It uh, could have been Ga- Gary Busey. Mm. It could have been. It's what,
2: <laughs> what, top off? Like, keys. Yeah, he's just yeah, he's like Darth Maul down from like the hips below. He's got cybernetic predator legs. <laughs> That's why we never saw the torso. it got beamed up in that scene. <laughs> mm.
0: Speaking of Royce and Predators, the um, the novel gives him a shout out, actually. Oh, really yeah I'm, I'm only about where it's escaped um because as of recording the book came out today so i'm just at the point where the uh the fugitives escape in the lab but they shout out to predators with reports that they've had unconfirmed um, reports that the predators have been abducting people uh-huh. so yeah you know, that's interesting mm. oh they
2: don't mention him by name. then
0: <laughs> no no just okay it's
2: i wonder it's clearly uh yeah reference
1: i wonder how given how much we liked at least compared to this movie the prequel novel i wonder if this is going to go off the original script or if they altered it to, to match with the reshoots or how that's going to be
0: <laughs> there's not been any drastic differences as, as of yet um considering they brought on the second writer out of nowhere um i imagine he was brought on to deal with the reshoot stuff mm. but i'll fi- i'll find out over the next day or two
1: uh, we also have the art book, which should be interesting, and the making of the movie. So I'm wondering if they have the concept designs for the other hybrid Predators that are missing from the film.
0: I hope so. Probably. So as, as of this point, we don't really know any behind-the-scenes stories. It's just bits of rumours about studio interference and Black's unhappiness.
2: Well, his last comments make him seem like he's not interested in doing
1: another one.
0: Or any franchise stuff at the minute. It sounds like he just yeah. wants to go off and make a little. Um...
1: No, because fans uh, railed on him for Iron Man three, and now this. So I'm sure he's yeah. not really. He's not really uh, I don't too wanting him. to go back to big franchise movie.
3: Nah, I, I don't blame him at all.
1: Well, his better stuff
2: is his own original stuff, anyway.
1: Oh, for sure, The Nice Guys was great, and that was the thing, like. I felt kind of a parallel with Alien Covenant, like I just watched The Martian, I was like, oh shit, Ridley's back on it, like, Alien Covenant's gonna be great, that let me down, and I had just watched The Nice Guys shortly before this, and I was like, wow, Shane Black's awesome, like, this will be an interesting new take, and then this let me down, so... You jinx it to yourself, (laughs) man. I
0: I think this feels like the Alien 3 of the Predator franchise.
1: I think that's kind of insulting Alien 3, (laughs) to be honest, but... I mean, like like Alien Three, a lot of people when it first came out had a big problem with it, but eventually it came out with another cut that people liked a lot more. So I hope this follows suit with that.
2: Honestly, this felt like, and a lot of people have brought up this comparison, but it honestly did feel like Shane Black or Decker. They they'd like ten years ago, they challenged themselves and they'd gone you know what, if I did an A-Team remake, how would it go? And they'd like half finished it, and they got given this project, and they are going, oh, I had that A-Team script, oh yeah, i will drag some of that, and they tried to combine, like even one of those characters on the Loonies, they had an Irish accent, I'm pretty sure, Yeah, that but weird. it really yeah. felt, yeah, it really felt that you could totally see the parallels with that. And I, I, yeah, I this is proven, re- you know, like it or loathe it, it's it's Marmite. Mm. This is the covenant of the Predator fandom now. I, I it's, think it's, it's even It's hugely lower. divisive.
0: Every, everything near enough sits at about 50 at mixed. So on our front page, the highest rating is 3 out of 5, followed by,
3: mm. in,
0: in terms of um, percentage, uh, so 3 out of 5 to 32%, then more positive is 4 out of 5 at 17%. And also at 17% is 2 out of 5. And then if we go on the boards, again, the highest rating is 3 out of 5.
2: Really? Because there, there are some people who genuinely love this.
0: Yeah, well, it it, it really... I mean, I'm not one of those two.
2: who... Yeah, I'm not one of those who, like, genuinely hate it. I'm just like, it's not what it should have been, especially after that many yeah. years where they had the opportunity, and <laughs> really the budget to... Polish this so much better, but it's you know, it is what it is, it's just not what a predator film should be. Yeah,
0: like I said, the, the board is medium to start with, and then the next highest is four out of five, and then five out of five and two out of five are tied again, with one mm. out of five literally one percent below the others. So, and then even the professionals, so IMDb slightly higher at 6.1 with the user ratings. On Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic, it's sitting at about 50% 5 Me- yeah. in terms of Metacritic. audience
1: score. Metacritic, it's 49 and user Metacritic is 48
0: And then it, the, the lowest it's is... It's not... Well, even, even the average rating on, on Rotten Tomatoes from the, the critics, even mm. though it's 33% approval rating, the actual average number rating is 5.1%. So it's sitting... Pretty much smack on in the middle. Fifty percent love it, fifty percent hate it. Very divisive.
2: It it's definitely got a lot of negative word of mouth. It's not sitting well with a lot of people.
0: Well, we've we've bashed it for, well, critiqued it for about an hour or so. yeah there are things which are likable about let's get on to that that because as far as i'm concerned the saving grace of this film was the characters it was the loonies it was the humor it was their one-liners as much as people yes the predator it wasn't a comedy but it was still comedic i don't care because for me the thing that carried me through this film was just how much fun i was having with these guys with these personalities And with the jokes, I mean, fucking hell, when um, the Aardvark gag,
3: Hmm, I sat there
0: crying with laughter at that, just because because of the delivery. I mean, for most part, a lot of the early jokes are what they are in the script, and I didn't necessarily find them funny in the script, but on screen with this cast... (sighs) I was having a blast. I was genuinely enjoying all the all the comedic tones and stuff of like this. And maybe I'm a part of this Marvel problem.
1: <laughs> is, um... uh, I thought I thought it was funny, but <clears throat> I had seen, like I said, the nice guys, and that movie had me in stitches. Like that movie was hilarious. And this one, it was kind of like half the jokes landed for me. But I don't know. Maybe it was just because I was expecting a different tone from a Predator movie. And it's funny you bring up the Marvel thing because. A lot of people, um I mean, a lot of people loved Thor Ragnarok.
0: I did. I loved it.
1: I did. I I, I really, that was the best Thor That's, that's the only film. Thor yeah. film
0: I genuinely enjoy.
1: One of the things yeah, people who didn't like it complain about was the tone was off compared to the first two movies because it was just joke after joke after joke after joke. And, like, nothing was taken seriously in the entire movie, and it made for a really fun ride, yeah, but compared to the first two Thor movies, it kind of like there was no tension there. But see, for me, the first two Thor movies
2: didn't have the tension they needed either. I I just was very underwhelmed. I I was very underwhelmed with both the first two, whereas Mm -hmm. this, I could tell it wanted badly to be like a guardians of the galaxy film, but the tone within the context, you know, it just, as a film, you know, it worked for me. It felt very, you know, Deadpool, guardians of the galaxy love child
0: maybe we're at this point where the the comedic stuff and the lighter stuff is doing is doing better i mean fucking the world's depressing enough as it is (laughs) escapism having a lighter tone you know maybe i think you can
1: have good escapism i mean people still love horror movies and there there are moments of comedy in, in predator 2 and predators and i don't think they detract from the film it's all about the right balance well uh,
2: except for that one <laughs> it's bitch raping time and the other guy looks at him he's like even the other character is going what what do you mean and you're left at that point going what why didn't oh,
1: come you on that, that was there? that funny that was the it theater laughed no out sense. loud it
0: was pointless
1: it was funny because it made, because no, it made sense. no
0: sense <laughs> well, they shouldn't have put that in there. how did the theaters react to the humor in your thing in your showings
1: so the the premiere they they were laughing plenty i mean it's just you know people are having a good time it's a world premiere but for the the um, two local screenings i saw it was like I said, like half the jokes were the, the theatre, I mean the theatres were pretty empty too, like I said, but half the jokes the audience was laughing and the other half they were just kind of like, <laughs> you know, like chuckles, so
0: So I, I, for my showings it was more hit than miss, which was how I find it as well
2: For my showing there was like seven people in there <laughs> but I think I was, I was the only one, I didn't hear anyone else laughing, it, I, I laughed I didn't hear anyone. Um, the thing, see, I work in a cinema now, so I, I got to see it for free, but I, all the ones I've, all these screenings when I've had a, you know, a day on the road to where I'm at work, I, when Predator's been showing, hardly anyone has been buying tickets, and I have asked the other member of the staff, um, you know, what's, what's it like for evening tickets? And they and they're just like saying, nobody's going to see this. So that I, I'm not getting any reception of just even casual views having this desire to watch it. But when I was in there, yeah, it was kind of
1: dead. <laughs> I have to wonder if the hype. Dissipated just because it took so long for this to come out with the reshoots. I mean, this was supposed to be out in February.
2: I don't think so. I think when people go and if they want to see a film, they'll go and see it whenever it comes out.
0: I I I don't want to really talk about it because I don't think there's really anything. I don't I don't want to get involved in this conversation. But I do think that a combo with massively mixed reviews following the 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 premiere and the um, you know the critic showings and all this stuff with. um, the sex offender mm. really damaged it. I, I think the negative word of mouth and, you know, they say, they say there's no such thing as bad press, but there is when it comes to sex affairs stuff. Yeah, definitely. I think that made a huge impact on, on the film.
1: I, had, I think it had an impact. I don't know how extensive. Yeah. I don't think it was huge because I think Fox, I mean, they did, they all, they did the only thing there was to do. They cut the scene. It was just uh really terrible timing with the, the day of the premiere, like, when I was there. Yeah, That's what yeah. the press was asking Olivia Munn about. I mean, she wasn't doing interviews, but it, it just made for kind of a strange vibe there. Shane Black wasn't on the carpet either. Like, he was in L.A. the next week. but like, Apparently,
0: he was in tears in his fucking um, office or hotel room or whatever. Where did you hear that? Gary, uh, not Gary Busey. Jake, <laughs> Jake Busey uh, made a statement recently, uh, today. About it all, uh, and the timing and everything, and he said that Shane Black was in tears that day. I can believe it. But even then, I don't want to. No, we're not going into this. It doesn't it probably had an
2: impact. I I don't. I, I don't think, think it was a massive
3: impact.
0: I I th- I think that kind of stuff is because all Twitter. There was so much about this angle. This
1: the, the problem was this movie was so high budget. I mean, Predators only did a little bit better. It made slightly over thirty million domestically in its first weekend, I believe. But that movie that was made for half the yeah half the, half, yeah, near half the budget. The budget. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, Predator Master. Oh, fans. you were you oh, okay? <laughs> so we've been being really negative, Aaron. I I know you were saying you wanted to talked about things we liked. The Shuriken was cool to see outside of an avp movie and i really like the fact i don't know why uh one of Traeger's men just threw it into the air like i have no idea why that I happened th-
0: i think he was supposed to have, like
1: sense the predator uh, heard the predator or something but Traeger, he's like you gotta it's gonna come yeah back. You, gotta, what was that? you gotta catch it but that kind of reminded me like some people have made the argument like oh the predator just throws it in an arc and it comes back and i've always been like no that the, the shrieking and the disc they're like smart devices like they'll return to your hand which is why he was like pointing to the gauntlet. He's like, "Oh, you need a control device to to retrieve it without it cutting off your hand." And it cuts off his hand, and then he just executes the dude, which was a little weird for a commander to just do yeah, that. I didn't like, understand that. It just was cool to shoot see the Shriek.
0: You know what? And- I I love Traeger. I thought it was fucking brilliant as a bad guy. I, it was, it was comical about it and and everything, but it was just so fucking charming, and I hate I love to hate him. <laughs> No, he, his character was, was
1: funny. Like.
2: It was a great performance by the actor. Mm-hmm. A that, memorable that personality, well. but oh, yeah. as a character, he has zero understanding of good management skills.
1: <laughs> Traeger probably <laughs> like he, made he, me he's laugh. He's
2: really bad at his job,
0: but he's, like, he's a memorable character. Yeah.
1: Traeger probably made me laugh more than any other character in that movie. Like
0: I, yeah. I love the, the, the hunter gag, the predator hunter gag
2: oh what that no that was weird that kept yeah thought
1: i thought, I thought
2: yeah, it was like, was like oh. Oh, it's so on point they're not wrong oh that yeah about the sound yeah but whenever olivia munn's character she gets on set oh well it's not a predator I'm, I, mean, I don't it, think they're, they're the same from, thing they're not. <laughs> <laughs> they are be, a predator by nature will have to, even if it's a scavenger it will have to hunt and track that's yeah. what it will do. I thought it was food. like, uh, okay
0: I, I, thought I really liked that because I thought it was on point and I'm glad it came up twice and it, so it was semi-running, you know what, fuck you guys <laughs> fuck
2: you guys <laughs> yeah, but you tell, cool. I, I will say one really good thing about this it didn't canonise the word Yolcher <laughs> I'm really grateful for that
0: it very nearly did apparently so um, well, according, oh, according to, yeah according to some of the test screenings oh, no. that i've heard about it opened it opened with um you know a star wars scroll
1: oh god <laughs> really oh dear in space no less <laughs>
0: i don't know if it was quite that bad but um wow Apparently, it said stuff like this bit annoyed me because it said Hubble captured it, but um, said like they'd um, received an audio recording or a data recording or whatever, bollocks, from space, and the Harvard University team at Harvard University had spent all this money translating it, which also gets a shout out kind of in the actual yeah. film. With the yeah, translator. when they get to the quarry. Yeah, and um, it said like and these these words were deciphered kill, blah blah blah, yowtcha.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm glad that's cut. Yeah, I'm so yeah, glad I, I that's don't, cool. I don't mind I'm not a fan of that
1: name. I it hate just, I don't mind it, it. It's just something about it that rubbed me the wrong way. Most mind. Predator fans embrace that yeah. That well, because yowky.
0: for so long, that was all there was, was the Perry
2: suit. Yeah,
1: that's all there was, yeah. I hate it. But I can't fucking stand I, it. It was cool to see the Shriek in, in action and him slicing people up with it. Um, I did like the the Lex spear as a as an apologist for AVP, like mm. that was that was cool to see another I Xenomorph shout out. Yet.
0: I wish we'd have seen the other cabinets because there was more than those two. Mm. You could sort of see, the, yeah, you could sort of see them in the background.
1: They should have had the Predator two mask because that was probably retrieved. Mm, well, so. the,
0: and the pistol as well. I would have loved to have seen the pistol. Yeah. From AVP. Also. But
1: again, they had
2: them just like in display cabinets. They didn't have them. You know, in secured things where they could, or under analysis on microscopes or whatever. It just looked like a museum. It shouldn't have been that. But I, what was weird is they had, I actually like the AVP, you know, reference. It's a neat little,
0: it's handwritten, so un- un- isn't it?
2: Yeah, but the, the, it is a little weird that they've literally got a whole segment of alien. Tail there with alien DNA, and this, this is canonizing the AVP things, and yet it means in the future Wayland Utania are desperate to get alien
1: DNA, and they've literally had it since <laughs> yeah. 20, well, that's, it 2004. That maybe. was the government, not. The company, but I guess in AVPR we see that they're kind of working together because, well, I don't know if that was OWL oh, or not. Oh yeah,
2: but. it was. There was this thing going around, wasn't it, that where the same actress who played Miss Utani was apparently
1: one Just of the in, technicians in, in the labs. Yeah,
2: at the yeah, end. and we never. It was a big thing about oh that probably means there's
1: some kind of lip. but there was nothing.
0: That was always reaching. That was. It's just, just she's a just local local Vancouver actress.
1: Oh yeah, because they filmed both in Vancouver. Yeah,
0: I'm I'm a big Stargate fan, and I noticed a couple of um, regulars from Stargate because that was also filmed in Vancouver, in this film actually. Yeah, but
2: Stargate isn't no no. To the I'm, no, Where it's, it's,
0: the I'm just saying that they are local Vancouver talent, and mm. they were in the film like she
1: was. But, yeah, I mean, I get what you were saying earlier, too, um, because I did want to reply to it earlier, uh, Eric, uh, how they changed the OWLF organization, which could Mm. kind of briefly be seen in AVPR. Like, if you look at the monitors that Colonel Stevens is looking at, it says OWLF on it. But they changed that to Project Stargazer, which they talk about a little bit in the, the prequel novel. But, yeah, like, I've never... I've never liked that either. When they turn Weyland Yutani into United Systems Military, or even in like the Terminator, Terminator franchise where they get rid of Cyberdyne and it's just the military, it's like there's so (laughs) much more interesting things there. So
2: you want to go bigger in scale, but it's like they they jinxed it by doing that, and the the ultimate portrayal is worse than. Well,
1: they even say in the prequel novel like OWLF was better funded than than Stargazer, so Um,
2: well. Whatever it was, it didn't work for
1: me. <laughs> but I, I liked the Loonies. I thought they were funny. I thought they were good characters. I've liked Thomas Jane a lot from The Expanse. So it was cool to see him in this. Mm. Um, but I think there wasn't enough character development. For anybody? I liked McKenna.
0: I thought he worked as a lead.
1: Yeah. No, I thought I thought he was he, up he, there with like Brody. Like he was. Just, he yeah, yeah,
0: he came
2: across as believably professional it mean, really? was a little generic but he, he came across as the the more believable one except in the early scenes where he's being pulled pushed along for his interview and he's acting as though he's got like elite ninja skills and I'm thinking you're just a sniper you're not like someone who could take on an entire facility of dudes you you, you you've got your skill set you are not like dutch you you just keep to your own strengths
3: yeah but uh,
2: yeah, that, that, I, I liked the Looney characters, but as I said earlier, it, it was one of those things where it's like they've got several key elements and clearly the loonies were one of them, but they would have had the same story without the loonies in it. And it's like there is that scene where you have Thomas James and um, what's his name, Peel, and their characters and they basically suicide one another and you're meant to feel something from it, but it it didn't have any impact for me. And that's a shame, because they do come across as, like, you know, living characters sort of thing. You, you're laughing along with them for the duration of the thing, but when
1: they're not there, you don't feel their loss. The one with the cards, who, what was his name again? Who he did, like, the card uh, tricks?
0: That was Alfie um, Allen, that was Lynch.
1: Yeah, he, he was probably given less development than, than any of them. Like... He only had a few lines, I think.
0: Yeah, he, he got the least amount of time. I mean, I don't think the lack of development bothered me so much because it's not like anybody in... I mean, outside of Dylan, I guess, really had any sort of arc in the first one. They were mostly personalities. And in this one, it feels like they were mostly personalities as well. And and that worked. I mean, at the end of the day, I guess. Yeah, but I
2: mean, like, he had, like, Blaine got killed and you had that scene where... It, you know there was some gravitas to it where Mac was just he was just out in the night and he was just like had that scene where he talks about I'm going to cut your name into him I'm gonna cut. and you got this sense that you'd have a history together that you had an impact from that death whereas in this one you there was a scene where you were meant to have an emotional reaction but it was just you just didn't feel, it just felt flat you just got on to the next bit of the adventure you just didn't feel anything. Whereas you had like another thing here as a a more valid comparison would be Billy. And you had that scene where he just turns around. He's decided to face like the demons of his ancestors and just yell out in the background. You're not even seeing him get killed. But there is a act that you feel it. That would have been the more direct comparison, whereas here you just they shoot one another and that's it. You're just on to the next.
0: I think that's that's a victim of the pacing. Um, at the end of the day, it yeah, yeah, was. Very there was much. I think, as, as quick as the pacing was, the. I guess, thematic stuff in terms of some of their deaths was obvious enough that I got it without the. Regardless of the brisk pace. So, you know, for example, Nebraska's death. You know, he, he was there because he tried to kill himself. And he ends killing himself, but doing it and helping out the cause, I guess, mm. Yeah, you know, with taking the ship down. I really liked um, Coyle and Baxley's little double suicide thing. I mean, yeah, it doesn't linger on it long enough. None of the deaths are really lingered on long enough. But I did like that moment. I was gutted that they, they went out.
2: And yet there's uh, one important character who many people, including myself, didn't even realise died, and died in a very weird way. Oh, yeah,
0: trigger. <laughs> it's something I mentioned earlier off the air was in that his death was slightly thematic to his thing anyway because he's killed by the very technology that he's trying so desperately to get hold of again yes it's not lingered on long enough it's blink and you miss it me and Ridgetop both yeah. thought he shot um, Casey Brackett the first time we watched it but you
1: know, which would have been interesting
0: <laughs> But this this themes in that way but yeah I can't argue with the pacing not letting it any of that sink in I can't argue with that at all yeah. yeah, any
2: Kate, sort of poetic irony is lost if the audience doesn't even realize it's happened.
1: Yeah, Casey just, it took me two viewings to see what really happened because it was so quick. And Casey just yells out to him, but we don't know why. And he just turns his head and blows his own head off with the, the Predator gun <laughs> he's using. I'm like, okay then. Um But yeah, it was just so quick. And for, for a character who's like kind of sinister, it, it just seemed a little too sudden for... Uh, his demise
0: so something I I wanted to ask you specifically Xenomorphin was about Rory Mm. so you know obviously a big deal was made over uh, um, you know over his um, him being on the the spectrum the autistic spectrum it. It, it somehow granted him super understanding of stuff I can't say I have massive knowledge of this kind of thing but I thought you might have a more unique insight than myself or Rich top about this being as you are also on the spectrum. So what did what did you think
2: of Rory? I've I've got
0: Asperger's. Um I've not on
2: the say he seems to suffer on a more extreme version of it than I do because he's got the version where you know clearly loud sounds you know Orientate, causing but he's literally in a fetal position with his hands on his ears when there's an, an alarm that goes off um that is a thing which happens with some um children adult and adults alike um, when they're on that part of the spectrum it, it came across um relatively believable for me i did i, I will say i did quite like the chess scene where the bullies sort of, you know, they knock the chess pieces over and you can see him. He just come. He's got a compulsion to put them back, but not just put them back, but they exactly the same pieces. And that was actually quite an effective scene for me. Cause it's, it's not something I would do. Cause I wouldn't have that photographic memory, but it is the kind of thing I could see someone with that condition. If they do have that memory retention, I could totally buy them doing that. And it, It conveyed to you that he thinks analytically and logically, and he's he's got a thing about patterns. And I thought that was—I'm not going to say masterstroke of genius—but I actually thought Shane Black the way he worked that in was really well done. Um, When it started to go the rails for me was when you had the child. Like the stuff about him drawing the maps and like he could have worked out things from the patterns because we're very good with patterns. We we can be rubbish at doing mathematics, but we've got things for numbers and patterns. I could buy him working out the maps, things like that. It was him being able to deconstruct the entire Predator language without... An equivalent of a Rosetta Stone plot device, or if there was, I, I missed it. That I I was starting to go. No, he's 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 got Asperger's, but he's not going to save the day. He's not. We're not superheroes. It did bug me a little bit when you had. I could tell what Shane Black was doing because apparently he's got. Oh, I think it's Tourette's or to something yeah. himself. Yeah. I could tell what he was doing when he was having. It wasn't just bracket. I think it was somebody else, but they made a... Th- they said three times, oh, all next step in ever... And I thought...
0: Yeah, it was rock, Yeah.
2: As someone who has got my myself, I think it, it made me cringe a bit because, yeah, we've got our strengths and sometimes you have people who've got this condition and they've actually used it to create amazing careers for themselves, say, as musicians or whatever, We can be very creative and they it's actually you know they got a fortune by doing it and they you ask them if you had the opportunity to not have it would you do it and they say no 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 because if i never had it i wouldn't have the perspective i do and i wouldn't work the same way as i do mentally but most sufferers of it you ask us if we had the opportunity to never have it again tomorrow we totally take you up on that opportunity we are not going to be able to figure out a completely, f- like you gave me something in Spanish or German. I wouldn't know how you decipher that. And you got the kid figuring out everything about this. And he is literally being made into this. I can see Shane Black wanting him to make him a positive role model, but giving him this whole other thing and literally he is at the end of the film he's employed by the u.s government to do things that their leading scientists have not been able to do and apparently the predators want to weaponize autism that stuff i'm not going to say i was offended by it but it did make me go what are you doing because it's not it's as someone who's got it myself and a lot of other people i've known who've got it themselves they're gonna go be going it's nice to see someone with that being put in a a, they're being shown in a positive light and even things like he you know the dog comes up to him and it barks and it makes him cringe and stuff again i'm not like that but a lot of people they do have that things like that it made him believable but then it went off into like he's the cartoon sidekick who's gonna solve the day and then literally the predator's like he's more of a warrior than any of you and it that just again i'm not gonna say it's distasteful but it it did rub me the wrong way a little bit because it just made me think you're going overboard as a writer when you're trying to do that to a character it is very believable and relatable up to that point point. and i think it's nice to have an audience who would typically you know they might not be interested in dramas they might not have any interest they might just be into action movies and it's nice to see a character included you know they're not for the sake of yeah i want representation but they're just included like it's nice to see a gay character or like you know an interracial couple included just because you might have them having an interesting perspective within a story they might add something to the story don't just put them in for the sake of it but they might have an interesting perspective and i think it would have been interesting to see him work out things like the the map that he does work out he works out maybe he works out how a device would function in a way that somebody else you know he would be able to think outside the box which we're very good at in a way that one of their leading scientists might not have been able to, he might have been able to slide something in a certain way. You know, if you're doing a Hellraiser film, an autistic person would be really good to put in there because it revolves around puzzle boxes. But when you're having them go beyond that and you're literally having people going, no, autism is the next evolutionary step in humankind. You, as someone who's got it, you do kind of... You don't face palm, but you do cringe a bit because it's... You know, he was just going a little bit too far the other way and it was like he was pushing it. Not like an agenda, but... You know what I mean? He's he's, he's trying to make it into something it isn't. And there are definite downsides to having the condition. If Predators want to (laughs) have Asperger Warriors, they're welcome (laughs) to it. I'm sure... Being socially awkward is something they don't give a shit about. (laughs) But at the same time, you have this predator that's the upgrade, and clearly they figured out how to do neural interfaces, because the thing doesn't need a mask on to, A, breathe, and, B, it's got all the head-up display symbology. It's seeing it through its eyes. If their thing is they want to be able to analyse things... In a very analytical, logical way, they've already got that capacity. So I don't see why Predators would want to have that ability. That was something that made no sense to me. And it's something I could understand Shane Black in thinking these characters don't, they're not seen enough. They, they're not, they're not played to their strengths as characters. Let's do something with that. That could be interesting. And it could, but you know, the, the child, he is shown having downsides. But it's like at the beginning with the bullies, and it's kind of like it's left. It's like it's something that's brought into it when it's useful to the plot, but then at other times it's not, and you're just left with it thinking he's the, the little child genius. And hey, autism's the next evolutionary step, so therefore everyone that's got autism should not just be you know shielded from bullies and that. Which yeah, that's a positive message to put in a film, but we're not all going to be you know. Idiot savants that can solve billions of mathematical equations because we're not some can but um yeah it's when it got to that point where the the child becomes a you know deus ex machina yeah which which is the crux of it isn't it really yeah and uh, and that was one of those things that just it, it didn't make sense for me it was nice having the character there but yeah, there was that line where, as someone with a condition, I could go, "No, it's gone too much over the other direction."
0: And they severely toned down his interest in language in the actual film as well. Did they? Yeah, I mean, in in the script and in the novel, they have him, you know, making a point of um, knowing all these other languages he speaks um, in other languages throughout right. throughout, um, you know, those bits as well.
2: So if they'd have included that, I could, but because. What I will say is that sometimes we will find a, a subject, we get interested in it. And from the perspective of like your ridge dot, if you saw me and I suddenly got interested in say, um, here's one. I, I was writing a fictional character and she was Russian. So I just, you know, from my perspective, I very casually got interested in a bit about, you know, Russia, not just like, not doing the language but Russian culture Russian this Russian that and the other and I basically taught myself a huge amount about it from somebody else's perspective stuff like that would be seen as absolutely obsessive but from my perspective it's just like you know I'm devouring this information because this information is what I need it's linking to that it's linking to that so I will also find out about that so if I'd have known that about the this character him having a existing interest in languages and already knowing about language that would have been the key for me to be going oh i could i could understand he might have this pre-existing thing where he is totally obsessed about languages and he might look at the predator language in a way which somebody else might not have done because he would think back to other things he's learned
0: so that, that would have been more believable for you
2: yeah without that being in the film someone who's got that tendency to be obsessive about not just being analytical but obsessive about finding as much as you can and from his perspective he wouldn't have had you know he wouldn't have even understood how that came across but that would have made sense because that would have pushed it into that i could see how that might have come about but even then it would have had to have been written in a way where it's it didn't have that I want to call bullshit on it a feeling, but um, yeah, I I think if they'd have included that, that would have helped a great deal to sell me on that concept. Definitely.
1: I think the movie showed that he had a photographic memory, which I don't believe is any more common for those on the spectrum, as it is for those who are not.
2: No, not not to my um, not to my knowledge, no. What what happened? I don't recall him being just
1: the the chess just the chess scene where all the chess pieces oh yeah 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 well, I knocked that. off and and he puts them all right back where they were. Yeah, now that as I said, that isn't typically common, but if he's a character
2: who does have that, I could totally see Aspergers would make him want to put them back in exactly the same order that most people who've got that condition no we won't we won't do it if we had the knowledge yeah we'd feel compelled to do it but we would not be able to do that but it was a nice scene it it helped to convey how that character thought
0: I really liked the music during that scene, actually. It was one of the few moments mm, not that, sticks out, that yes. sticks out to me as the original music, which was that scene and um, the later scene when Boyd's... Boyd? Uh, McKenna's making the jump and it's got this <laughs> sort of overblown, cheesy sort of hero music that I actually quite liked. Mm.
1: So now that you bring up the music, what did you guys think of the, the score in general compared to the other films?
0: With those two being the only original bits I can remember, <laughs> I mean... That, I think that's a bit of a problem with the Predator stuff. Um, It relies a yeah. lot on the old themes, which isn't necessarily a problem because it's done consistently throughout the films. So rather mm. than there being film-specific themes, they feel like series-specific themes. So I have no problem with that stuff coming up. I mean, even with the... There's only one track available to listen to for free online which i think was the opening sequence i think what they've released three tracks in an ep and the sound of tracks coming out later this month
1: yeah that that one you can get on amazon and i believe on the 26th the full soundtrack drops but it didn't it didn't really stand out to me either and i think even the last film um, who I believe was uh, done by John John Debney, mm-hmm. um, I thought that was excellent. And yes, it had a lot of callbacks and a lot of themes that were very reminiscent of the original Predator, but it did its own thing, too. There's a lot of really eerie atmospheric tracks with that. And just like Predator 2, Predator 2 had had repeats of some of the themes from the first movie, but it also had themes like them bones that were just really memorable for that film. Um, I loved the Predator 2 score. Oh yeah, that one was that one is great. It, it
2: was it was one one of those. I'm not a fan of Predator 2 in general. I love the creature parts, um, but the score is it's one of those things. It was a definite improvement on Sylvester's original. I I really love the Predator 2 score.
0: To be honest, I don't really pick up on them until I get a chance to actually listen to them in isolation. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to buy it because I, I want to listen to it. But like with Covenant, to me, I, I think Covenant's soundtrack is probably my second favorite of the oh, series.
1: Yeah, Covenant, regardless of how I felt of the movie, that, that score was way good. And that was... Go ahead.
0: I was going to say, I didn't appreciate that until I could just sit and listen to it.
1: See, I did. Like, even when I saw the, the Alien Day footage on that and they had brief snippets of the new score, it sounded so good. And I, I couldn't wait to hear more of it. With this score, it was just like it, nothing really stood out as memorable, other than the callbacks. But I, I will have to give it its own listen and give it its own due. But it, it like, it didn't quite catch me like the scores from the other Predator films did. I
2: I would say I had that feeling with Alien Three because it's that it was the initial and ending credit sequences which always stuck in my mind musically and I wanted to hear the rest of it. But when I got around to listening to it, I I fell in love with the Alien Three soundtrack.
3: Mm-hmm. That my that favorite. turned
2: out to be it's actually a weird case of it's like Back to the Future, Star Wars. They wouldn't, that's at least half of the emotional impact you get from those films, especially Back to the Future. Um, Alien 3 was a weird case of a film that had a fantastic musical score. But when I, you know, the film itself sort of, it it definitely, it has its moments, a lot of them, the dramatic moments, but the film itself, it, 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 it always sort of underwhelmed me as a whole. Yeah. I love the music from it and i think that this is um see you mentioned covenant i haven't listened to the score for covenant on its own but i will be doing it and i'm sure when i do there's going to be a lot of ones that I go oh yeah that was from that scene that scene that because I, I when i listened to prometheus the score from that there were i only remember the initial credit sequence and that sequence where the you know the telescopes um share rises out of the um floor But when I listen to the soundtrack in isolation, there's a lot of individual things like um, debris and engineers and stuff like that. But but a really dark, evocative atmosphere. But I don't realise them when I'm watching the film. And I I think the same applied for here. I'd forgotten about the part with the, the music that played along with the chess pieces. That yeah, now you mention it, I do remember that part. I like that one, but most of the rest of it, I just remember the emulations of Sylvester's score, especially with like the jungle drums and stuff, mm-hmm. which I think we all commented on when we were doing the Tom Clancy's Wild Wild Thing Wildlands with the Predator <laughs> cameo. they are those nice Predator drums which happen when you're going into the Predator zone and little things like that those little musical cues but yeah it's one of those scores where i'm gonna have to find a copy sit down i'm probably gonna go oh yeah i really like this but i hardly any of it stuck in my mind but that doesn't mean to say it's a bad because it's a bad score it just means i you know it it didn't stick in my mind
3: Uh
1: so couple, uh, I know we've talked about a lot of things that don't make sense in this movie, but I have to bring up two (laughs) last things, otherwise I'm going to regret it. First thing, when the loonies make their escape from the research base and they do the get to the choppers line, Uh, uh, (laughs) what are all those motorcycles just doing there, ready to go? (laughs) They look so CG as well. Second thing, and I told this uh, to you guys before the podcast, the ship crash. In the beginning, it looks like the ship is crashing over Mexico. Like it's close to the ground. It hits the cliff. After it hits the cliff, the predator ejects out of the pod. And, but later in the movie, when they, they find the ship in this quarry and I mean, they, f- they fly to it by helicopter and the loonies follow the predator dog to it. It, it couldn't have been all the way down in Mexico. So it, the ship crash location, which is also weird that they didn't show that when we saw it in the trailers, like, that was kind of like, wait, what happened with that? So, I don't know. Well, see, I was saying
2: off before the show, I was saying logic, isn't this film strong? So, I think something like that, I think, can be forgiven because hardly anyone's going to notice. Like, for me, um, me knowing a lot about, like, military hardware, that sequence where the upgrade Predator spaceship was in the atmosphere, and you had two... I think at least one of them was an F-22. Are they I might mean, both been F-22, and they yeah. both... Yeah, and they both had this scene, and I was thinking to myself, like, because you you don't ju- they don't just go by it and chase it. You see another scene where several minutes later they're still right on its tail, just a few feet away, and I think when the one of the predators sort of looks up in the sky, and it's going overhead. At that point, me as someone who knows about military hardware, I'm thinking they would, you know, they they they'd air break. they'd get some range, and they'd fire at it from a distance, even if it's with like cannon or something they, they don't have to hit with missiles but they they'd want distance so for me that was one of those things where i thought eh. but i recognise recognized that like casual film goes they aren't going to care about that any more than they cared about in requiem there was an f-35 carrying a nuke i know that can't carry it It would have been better if there
1: was a b-22 yeah an
2: f-22 good but if you had a b-1 strategic bomber thundering over at low level that would have been way more Impressive and it would have been technically accurate, but your film goes, they're not going to care about that. They're going to care when they, when you know, some of the weirdness that just doesn't stand up to scrutiny when they come to sit down and think about that. Like, I want the child, he's been more of a warrior than you. That child shown from the Predator's perspective, anything, any traits to do with a warrior. I think stuff like that, people are going to go, ugh. Oh. But yeah. things like the geography and me knowing in a real situation what jets would do to intercept, that's not going to bother
1: people. But stuff the like the lab
2: hardly having any security in it is a bit...
1: And a bunch of motorcycles ready like, to go. go. That made no yeah.
0: difference.
1: That um, would have been right
2: outside that military base too, wouldn't
0: it? As, as an ignorant Brit, I, I couldn't give a shit about um, American geography, so... <laughs> Yeah, it, it's, it's it an international
1: audience too, No, but it's yeah. not just American. It's They're going from Mexico to America.
0: Like. <laughs> well, it's, it's all the continent of America, is it not?
1: Uh, Central America. The America know, is is... It says America, America, America in the name.
0: Yeah. It says America okay. in the
3: name.
0: Well, but yeah, in terms of um, in terms of the get to the choppers thing. Fucking I hate, hate, when I heard that. But I yeah, hated that cheesy. it was there, but I'm so glad it was one of like two fucking moments in the film that actually did it. Uh, the other being Olivia Munn's um, You're One Beautiful Motherfucker. Oh, I groaned like a bastard yeah. at that, but I'm yeah. so glad that it was just... What, like it,
1: wasn't there seasons. one more? I'm trying yeah. to think. I know it, there was it, one it, more. It, it
0: nearly got to there's something in the trees or there's something out there, but it yeah. never finished it. It's yeah.
2: like in the Terminator films, now everybody says at least once, come with me if you want to live, and it's got that. to stage where every time they say it, it's now oh, there was... got to be a like a joke they don't even try to do it seriously
1: there was one more he says what the hell are you before killing the, oh yeah the yeah yeah i know yeah and then he just shoots it anyway yeah. <laughs>
0: reuse dialogue is a cancer of secrets
1: <laughs> yeah you don't like that one
0: i fucking hate it so much um like they the also dippy
1: birds
2: in
0: the app you films. see that doesn't bother me that's not intrusive that is not intrusive when reuse dialogue. They take a moment to turn and wink at the audience when they do wink, it. Wink, yeah. <laughs> That's why I don't like it. It, it ruins. Get the to the choppers, wink. <laughs> but I tell you, what, speaking of, um, you know, calling back to the originals too much. Something I did like about this one was that they didn't try and ape on the old stories too much. Yes, it may have fallen apart, and yes, it might not have been as cohesive as I would have liked or as streamlined as I would have liked. But I'm glad they did something different with it.
1: Agreed. I just think it was it was cut up in the edit to yeah, its own definitely. detriment. You
0: can't you can't deny that. You can't deny that at all.
1: Yeah. If you're if you're going to hire Shane Black, let, let him do his thing and I would have had problems with that too, I'm sure, but I think it would have just for the insanity of it would have been a more fun ride. One more thing, we got to hear Predator vocalize in its own language for the first time, which mm-hmm. kind of reminded me of AVP 2010 because you you heard them do it there, but it was kind of cool to see it in the movie. With off-center subtitles for some reason.
0: That didn't bother me. I thought that was...
2: Yeah, just weird, because they usually put them center down the bottom of the screen, and it was, like, off to one side, and it was... Oh, that's an interesting choice.
0: That was cool. Again, it's something that wasn't really played on either. Mm. But then again, would it have got too cheesy if they'd have gone on too long with it? Would it have been daft if we'd have seen four conversations?
3: Yeah.
1: The vocal mimicry was cool, too. There was one scene that it was brief in the lab where... Mm he uses uh and you can see him drop his hand too they didn't make a big deal of it but you see him drop his hand like he scanned one of the guy's hands and he used his voice but even in the in the intro when uh he's using the vocal mimicry it was it was a cool effect like i i always like seeing that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. can can we can we just
2: point out the fact he would have had to Defecate that cloaking device out and like, oh just, yeah, <laughs> he's literally coming <laughs> he out of that the toilet. For a long time. You can, you can tell he's been to the toilet and it, they're like, they're commenting on him just having used the lavatory. And then a few moments later, it, either him or bracket are using it. And all I could think of was that's just come out that guy's ass. And you would have thought the size of that thing. He's not gonna have an easy time. To
0: it. <laughs> How long did he have it in there as well?
2: I guess we don't actually know.
1: <laughs> it was nice and clean.
0: <laughs> yeah, that I did chuckle at that, to be honest.
1: What did you guys think of the end fight sequence? Like when they're all on the, the spacecraft and then it crashes and they fight the uh, upgrade
2: that was okay that was one of the bits that i thought was yeah that was some people have a problem with that but mm. i i thought it was a decent fight I, sequence I,
0: I think it was i think it was earned i do think that one was earned. the the you know the the upgrade had been you know claymore had been set on fire with a phosphorus fucking flare um stabbed mm. in the face shot in the face yeah, I, I didn't feel like that was unconvincing in the slightest. You know, I loved the shield cutting his arm off. I mean, that must have been some fucking pain.
1: I didn't like the shield. I, I Again, that goes with the tearing the hole through space. I just thought it was a little too fantastical. Even even with the know. predator's advanced technology, it just went a little too far for me. Ah, oh, no, that's too nitpicky. That's because it, it's like this is realistic sci-fi. At least it's supposed to be like Alien have... Predator. Well, they're, they have they, shields they... of
0: some kind to travel through space at those speeds. Otherwise, you're gonna have holes in your spaceship. Also,
2: uh. a couple of years ago, British um, BAE they we got a form of energy shield now on tanks for um. It 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 works on the principles of like detonating the warhead, but it is an actual energy shield around the tank, which is quite cool. It's not like it's not quite Star Wars, but it is a real thing. Yeah. You know? See, that's when yeah. I,
1: I have a problem is when we're getting too close to Star Wars, Star Trek territory. I love yeah. both of those things, but. Alien and Predator series always felt a bit more grounded to me than those. So. That, that, the only thing they're that working I
0: didn't on it buy it you know <laughs> yeah. that is going to be something. That they do need. not have
1: energy shields you can slide down in reality. Come on. I, I,
3: the on only, them, only that,
1: thing that, I
2: didn't buy about it was it sort of like slowly came across in little triangle segments. I think it should have been more believable if it would just, yeah, instantaneous, just, it just, you know, generates yeah. and pushes you away. Yeah. Um, I, I think it could have still cut someone's arm off or something if they'd have done it in an inventive way, but I, I, I think I would have preferred it like that, but that's just an aesthetic
0: choice. i tell you what I did have a problem with during that sequence was, though, the um, fucking seemingly random explosive device.
2: Um, Which one?
0: That gets put on the blade so it took me until about my third thing to realize that it was the thing that the bracket had thrown to get the predator the, the predator dog in the trailer it was, you don't really oh. get a glimpse at it but it's supposed yeah. to be that yeah. device i think in the original uh, original in the leak script it was um all the hybrids had um self-destruct collars on yep. and it, mm-hmm. it, it was that particular dog's collar um,
3: oh. and
0: he they wrapped it around the blade and shot it into it and it detonated i did like i did like the idea you know i did like the the blade embedding and detonating with a predator device i just didn't fucking know what had happened the first two times
2: yeah there were some parts that were a little confusing i think that is down to the editing
0: oh how awesome was the um i love the fucking iron cannon thing the the wrist mounted plasma cannon i
1: love yeah that. that always reminds me of the energy flushette from avp2 where
0: uh, cause that was the yeah, first was time
1: true. you saw something like that yeah it was in primal hunt where it was more of a rapid fire one of that yeah, it, was, it but... was shit
0: in the game which i guess was kind of based on the um because the, the city hunter has a wrist mounted rocket yep. thing but you only see it use one yeah action. i was gonna say it's yeah. got that Boba Fett wrist rocket
2: but i, I think
1: mean. that just came down to effects in that movie because the plasma caster is is just a firework in that movie too so i think i would like to mention though um this see, this is one of the
2: things where I, when i mentioned earlier about a little cartoonish it's played as a gag and i like you know i chuckled a bit when i saw it but it's one i things where when you think about it there's a moment where Rory's walking along like it's Halloween, and I wish they'd have actually made more use of the Halloween theme because, you know, you have cadavers and skulls and things. It seems like it would be perfect for a Predator film. I was actually hoping to see that worked into it more, but he's wandering around along with this mask, and there's this little gag where, you know, someone throws something at the mask and the, the gun fires. Rory has destroyed a house and killed at least one adult. And nobody seems to have any. It's well, just
1: in the script. Off, a a cop, the little kid's play killed someone. In the script, a cop holds him up. So that that wasn't in the movie. No, it, well,
2: he just like you know wanders along, and that's one of the other things we do. Um, some of the Aspergers will avoid. um not pacifist but you know we avoid violence and confrontation and this little kid he just blown up an entire house killed someone and he just wondering that <laughs> it just, <laughs> well, it's, it's one of the things i didn't think of until the journey home and i went wait a minute He's, well yeah i mean that was
1: automatic yeah. and i think he, he dropped the helmet because it scared him or something like that so
0: oh, did anybody see that speaking of halloween did anybody see the um the red chicken suit.
1: No, I missed that, but I heard about it. I'll be looking for it next time. I did see the werewolf though from the Monster Squad. Mm. What with all the Halloween parade?
0: Yeah, like all oh, the trick or treaters. The original, mm. the original predator. predator suit. Yeah.
2: Wow. <laughs> I didn't
0: know that. <laughs> I think it took me until my third time to pick it up. Is
2: it a blink and you miss it thing? Uh,
0: not massively, but you know the speed that movie that? Yeah. we're part of the problem we're bitching about this film and we've both been to see it three times
1: so. <laughs> well again i'll i'll say it like i told you before like three times is not much for me for an alien and predator film like i saw covenant three times and and i only paid for two of the times that i saw it so I wish I Bloody I, I would I wish I would want to see it more. <laughs> to be honest, it's it's a shame. I'm still gonna get it on Blu-ray. I want to see the the Same. special features, and I hope they are extensive because for this movie it kind of feels like it needs to be. But
0: I expect to be let down, to be honest, with the home release. I
1: think the director's c- commentary
2: would be interesting for this.
0: If he's done one, that yeah.
2: fed up he sounds.
1: He does.
0: <laughs> so, ridge top them scores.
1: I'll be nice. I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10 because it was fun, but again, I'm going to say it's the worst Predator film. All the other Predator films for me, like the first one is like 9 out of 10. Second one is about an 8 out of 10. Third one, also 8 out of 10. Uh, this one is a 6 out of 10 for me, but really, I'm uh, leaning towards 5, but I'm like, eh, it was fun, so I'll give it a 6 out of 10.
0: Is um
2: Somewhere between 5 the likability of the characters and the you know there are some good humorous moments there are some nice action scenes sort of edges it towards six out of ten so five or six out of ten it's a as i said okay-ish light-hearted action movie but it's not what a predator movie should be in my estimation
0: where would you place it in terms of the other films at the, at the bottom
2: uh, I. Mm,
0: I know you have a. Very I want to say,
2: yeah, I. Predator. The first Predator is the best in my estimation. Predator two. I don't like the parts where the Predator are isn't in it, but when the Predator is in it, it has that mythological impact. And I think that was the last of the Predator films which actually conveyed that properly. I'll put it on a par with Predators because although
3: I think (laughs) Predators. Well, no,
2: no, no. Here's my, here's my thing. Predators had much more cohesive structure. It made more sense. It had a better atmosphere, but I think the. You can have more of a humorous good time with this in terms of the characters. Mm-hmm. So I would say on a par with Predators, but I think Predators is probably the better film. So maybe a, an inch or two below that, but it does, it is, it does have fun moments. You know, you can go out for a fun time, but watch it just as a fun film not a predator film.
0: I would go Predator, Predators, Predator 2 and then The Predator. And I would also sit between a 5 and a 6. I would give it a 6 primarily just because of how much fun I have with the film and I put that down to the cast and the characters. Um and the effects, uh, the Predator effects, but the the plot and the plot just falls apart for me, which yeah. makes it frustrating. And, 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 and you know th- that frustrates me <laughs> uh, it's like it's like the star trek reboot for me it's fun the character stuff's interesting but when i think about what happens in the film it gets on my tits
2: you want it to be
0: better than it ultimately yeah. is and it should be better there's there's lots of stuff in there that i would love to see just given its own story um and, and focused on it needed polishing yeah, I don't. I don't think we're gonna get anything for a long while after this. No. Um, I mean, we are recording this about a week after release. When was it out? The twelfth. So, yep. ne- nearly a
1: week. Opening weekend was lower ends of the estimate. We'll see how much of a second weekend drop it has. Um, but yeah, this didn't do as well as Fox was hoping, and neither did Covenant. So. Unfortunately, I think you're right. I think this will be the last one we see for a good while, especially with the Disney deal. Like, who knows how that's going to yeah. affect things. Like, I'm wondering if it's time for AVP to come back again. Well, right? I was just
2: going to say on the AVP front, between this and Covenant not financially performing well, that puts the chances of another AVP film down a few inches, i I, think
0: i I wouldn't expect to see an avp with the failures of these two well not necessarily failures but disappointments of um
2: it's all about the money
0: i mean personally i'd rather they just go for a lower budget and go for something more low-key yeah yeah, Sorry which is why
1: I, I hope I mean there was some rumor about Blumhouse maybe acquiring an alien license if Disney doesn't want anything to do with it. Yeah,
2: but they do their films with like a five million dollar budget uh, that would cover. De- depends some of on, the set design of an alien depends film. Depends
1: on the movie. Depends on the movie. They did upgrade as well, I believe, and that movie I heard was a really good time. Um they I they can make watch that. Yeah, they can make pretty kick-ass movies with with a lower budget, and not all of them are in the five, ten, ten million range. Some of them push it a little higher, but yes, they do specialize in lower budget horror films. But I think you could make a great low budget Alien or Predator. I think uh, you could, kind of but you'd need the talent.
0: The problem is um, the sets inherently with the sci-fi stuff, uh, you know, cost cost a fortune yeah. just on that alone. I I think Predators was what $40 mil, and yep. I think if they hadn't have rushed that film then mm. that would have been good for 40 mil uh, avp was 60 mil yep. um mm. and that looked AVP fantastic it's
1: about 30 i believe
0: um uh, we don't care about that the suburbs but the, <laughs> you know the set construction on avp that it looked a lot more expensive than that film was
2: oh that looks so much better than its budget was yeah.
1: avp had great production design with the temple sets and stuff yeah once you realize its budget you you're amazed
0: i think 40 to 60 mil would probably be the sweet spot for these
1: but luckily the uh, expanded universe is great right now like that's what's keeping me excited as a fan Mm -hmm. um so as long as that keeps going as it has been as long as titan and dark horse keeps pumping them out and we get this new game that's supposedly in development then yeah, I mean that. I think that'll hold me over. Maybe maybe it's a good thing that the movies could use a break.
0: <laughs> could use a break. It's been a massive break since we got these ones.
1: That's sake. true. Yeah, this has been but like four years. Hasn't eight it? eight, eight years.
0: Uh, this has been in production four years. It's been eight years yeah. since we got Predators. But then again, uh, there's, there's always been a, a particularly significant um, break between films. I mean, it was what twenty years between P two and Predators yeah so
1: yeah but that i mean PC that's a bit too long
2: <laughs> financial failure that's why they didn't make one for ages that.
0: but like like you say ridgetop as long as the eu keeps knocking it out of the park i'm happy which it which it has been i don't i think the only disappointment i've had has been was bug hunt and of course colonial marines but otherwise i think i think we've been having a good time um i, I just want them to fucking knock it out of the park on the big screen for once
1: Agreed. And I am really looking forward to seeing what the fans do with those uh, funded fan films that are coming out for Alien Day next yes year.
0: So.
2: Especially with that one, what was it? Alien, a love story. It's got love story in the title. <laughs> I'm intrigued by that.
0: I don't think that went through.
3: Hang, on, hang on, I've
0: got to know now. Yeah. I've got
1: to no, know. Just I'm just not sure what,
0: what of... the hell it's about.
1: <laughs> I've made it to the finals.
0: Hang on. I, I posted it. Let me let me find it. Here we go. Uh. I found it. So, the four uh, six finalists are um, Night Shift, Alien Ore, No Escape, Alien Harvest. We're going to have some uh, Alien Ants and uh, Force Gay Sex here on this one, guys. If anybody remembers that script, <laughs> um, Alien Alone, and The Greenhouse Effect those are
2: the titles so the love story one is going to be like the Vincent Ward script it's like going to be a mystery
1: wait what did wow. you, what were you saying about alien ants and like what script <laughs>
0: do, do you not remember alien harvest no back when prometheus was coming out there was um there was a script that claimed to be the the alien prequel the the prometheus.
1: oh yeah no i never read that one
0: Oh, you should! It's fucking brilliant. <laughs> fucking brilliant. Should do a
1: podcast on that one. Uh, uh,
0: uh. <laughs> you know what? Mate, maybe if we need to scrape some barrels or we need some light-hearted fun, one day maybe. Do we
1: know
2: who wrote it? Was it just a yeah, random? You know verb? what?
0: The guy actually came on our boards. Um, didn't didn't say it was him, but and it was him. It was his email address um, that was right. registered on the script. So yeah, it wasn't John Spates. <laughs> no but uh, that that was an awful awful makes
2: you wonder yeah anyway vengeance for wolf yeah sorry
1: sorry <laughs> <was> another long <laughs> another, one. another long podcast guys legends of
0: oh come on i, I think mm. i think you could expect a 2 hour one for this
3: That's, i think yeah.
0: I, I think we've managed to do better than um, the covenant one that was like what
1: 3 hours yeah well there was a lot to talk about with that one yeah
2: there's been a lot to talk about
1: the Predator.
2: This has been a long time coming and um it is what it is. And it is what it
1: is. I yeah, have I hopes say. for the none home us, release.
2: Yeah, none of us seem to be fans of it, but um it has its high points. I just wish it had, had more logical consistency.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: That's where it falls down. <clears throat> I still think it's it's fun, it's worth seeing, so um i'm sure everyone who's listening to this podcast has has seen it but for some chance if you haven't go go see it go check it out like it it could it could use your money
2: yeah it's (laughs) it's very as they say marmite i think it's one of the ones where you either love it or you hate it going by the um the responses because there seem to be extremes of opinion that hardly anyone is you know, like me, sort of in the middle, more or less indifferent about it. They're very much, they adore it, or they think it's the best thing ever. Some people can't even understand how anyone else can see it negatively. And then you get the other people on the other side, and they, they don't see how it's possible to see it the other way. And it's it just seems to divide people right down the middle.
0: Well, you say that, but the the, the most common result seems to be a 50-50 at a mix.
2: <laughs> a, a, a middle score, okay.
0: but disprove it's, me. <laughs> well, it's like with anything, isn't it? That the extremes are always the loudest.
2: Yeah, that's true.
0: That's true. I mean, I I certainly can't be fucking asked to try and um... silent majority.
3: Yeah.
1: Anyway, if you have a cinema pub that you know you can bring drinks into the theater, that might help. <laughs> it probably would actually.
0: I have a couple of um the Predator episodes in the la- uh, in the Pipelines, a couple of um, interviews. I um, should be talking to Brian Prince and Kyle Strauss, who performed as the Predators in this, uh, shortly. Um, currently flirting with Fred Decker, actually about coming on for an episode, but if he ever hears this one, I don't think he'll <laughs> he'll want to. Um...
2: Well, we're not laying into it, we are saying there are positives, it's just that...
0: Yeah, I, I won't be fucking asked if... Uh... Yeah. If it were my script, and I would add it. You to can't
2: this. ignore certain flaws.
0: Um. So we'll see whether that happens or not. Um. And we'll probably get some concept artists as well. Um. When they start releasing hmm. stuff, I always look forward to the post-release stuff where we get to see all the could-have-bins and um. Yeah. And, you know, the various artwork Definitely. and stuff. So that that. There, there are fun.
2: whole stories, whole thing. Like you look There's been a recent release of um the book David's drawings.
1: Oh, that's way um, good, it's,
2: yeah. Yeah, it's all the cons. Because if you look at the um, the Adam Savage, he's got his own YouTube channel, channel, and when he went on set to Covenant, and he actually went in David's lab, and all those scrolls that you see hidden away in the walls, and they're all rolled up, he just picked one out at random. Every single one of those had art on it that was meant to be done from the perspective of david even if you know we never saw them in the film but they were all there in case someone wanted to improvise and it's it's all that stuff is now collected in that book so if anyone out there is in uh, there wondering to himself what was in that lab it's everything that it's meant to be the art as drawn from david's perspective um obviously it's not going to be canon but it's as close to canonical as you know a glimpse into that world as you're gonna get
0: i can't recommend that book enough i honestly on on a professional level and on a personal level i just fucking love Martin dane fantastic bloats fantastically talented uh, the in, there's like a mini interview book in there as well which is really interesting go buy it, it, it even if you don't like the film I, there's no denying how gorgeous that that artwork is. Oh
1: yeah, I don't like the film and I love that book, it's great I've been going through it.
0: I'd also like to thank folk who've taken the time to email in um, or message us with suggestions and comments and stuff like that um, for the podcast, it's always appreciated feel free to continue doing so Um, it's nice to know that people you know, listen to these things that we take the time (laughs) to research and record and then edit because I'm quite anal with my editing of these things the amount of ums and ahs and lip smacking that I go through and take out of these things, so you know it 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 always puts a smile on our face hearing people um you know comment on them. So I always share them with these guys as well in in the in the chat. So yeah, thank you, thanks everybody. If you're not already, you can check us out on various uh, outlets. We're on Facebook. As Alien vs Predator Galaxy or AVP Galaxy, or on Twitter as AVP Galaxy, Instagram as Alien vs Predator Galaxy, and obviously the website which is AVPGalaxy.net And YouTube. So, and YouTube. Ugh, fucking YouTube. I, I really, <laughs> I really want to have more time to put some more effort into that thing. I'm hoping next year. I'm hoping there's going to be a lull in shit, so I can actually generate some content. Yeah. And T Public as well. You know, we've got a, we've got a. A store where you can buy our awesome logo uh, on a shirt or on various bits and bobs. You should see work, my work. I've got fucking about three different mugs with our logos on it. <laughs> Self promotion. Uh no, it's it's brand pride is what it is. I've even got a phone. It is. I'm I'm proud of what we do, and you know, I like to support the logo. If you want to follow me personally on uh, Twitter, I am at underscore Corporal Hicks. And if you want to learn a bit more about me, Perfect Organism has just published a little fan spotlight thing in which I talked JMZ off for about an hour about um, <laughs> my my history in the in the fandom, some of the history of the website, and some of the older um, older older website. Um, what about you guys? Where can uh, where can you be found online?
1: If you'd like to follow me personally on um, Twitter, it's at ridgetop 21 uh, It's the same for Instagram as well um i've got a deviant
2: art page where i put my cgi stuff up on it's at scent analysis um i'm not going to spell it out but if you see my um my my forum profile it's got the link on there and um i'm getting back into that now because i've uh, i've been doing a a um fantasy book cover project thing which i'm still involved in but i've um i'm now doing a lot more of the vampire stuff and i will eventually start putting uploading some of the stuff i've done for my alien fan film project stuff which is still under wraps oh. and i'm sure hicks will want to interview yeah. me and has said so since 2013. <laughs> yeah, you got to yes. give us a sneak a peek of
1: that stuff.
2: I know. I, it's, the first one's a, a Hellraiser alien crossover thing, so that's going to be the first one that goes out. But that's more of a comic thing.
0: Well, you used to update the thread on the boards with...
2: Um... I know, but then I... I, I you, there are certain things that are, you're just... Like a lot of it, I'm just doing experimental techniques because especially with when you're trying to recapture that visual, you know, that atmosphere that you associate with alien films and you know what you don't like and you know what you do like. And you think, Oh wow. And I've actually got like, say a new technique for doing a fisheye lens or, or whatever. And then you, you, you try and work to stuff and, you know, I, there's a lot of stuff that's involved basically. And it's just me going, Oh, okay, that's it. I'll just get rid of that now. Now I know how to do that. But then there's other stuff that I've just, you know, I'm just plodding along. And then sometimes there's a whole new rendering engine that comes out, which happened the last time, and I had to redo all that stuff again. So I'm just sort of like, I don't want to jinx it. But <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna start gradually putting stuff up on there again as well. So yeah, it's it's just gotta be one of those things where, you know. Fair fingers enough. Cross. It will come out, but whether it will be before I'm 90, I don't
0: know. <laughs> yeah, I might make progress with my um, Starbeast vs. Hunter comic one year.
2: Mm. You need to find someone who can render that, dude.
0: I know, I know. I've got to be that guy that goes around asking if artists want to work on a project for free.
2: Well, you can get commissioned stuff going. I can't pay it depends for Depends how much money is. Yeah, exactly. Fine, you have to rely man. on me to do it after I've done
0: these <laughs> We'll see. we'll see. We'll see. There's always stuff on that we we'll always want to work on in
1: there. There so, is.
0: Anyway, thank you everybody. It's like podcasts. For listening. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I have so <laughs> many ideas for these. Um, thank you everybody for listening. Um, I realise it's been a lot of whining, um, but uh, hopefully this has still been enjoyable as well.
2: There um, always is when it's something dear to our hearts, though, because passions get worked up. Yep. It just shows how much we care.
0: Uh, you know what? For November, I want to find something that we all fucking love and I want to I want to do an episode on whatever the hell that ends up being.
2: The hamsters from Aliens, where uh, are they now? <laughs>
0: yeah, but is there an hour on that? <laughs> there will be when we talk about it. <laughs> uh, December time I'm planning on doing an episode on the original AVP comic. Unless something fucking wild happens. Yes. And... We end up having to do a surprise episode or whatever, but yeah, finally hoping to be able to do the original um, comic.
1: Wasn't there a there rumor go, they were something. gonna re-release that in hardcover sometime soon?
0: Yes, it was in. Um, there was a, a advertisement in something about it.
2: Oh, they're gonna recolor
0: it? Not recolor it. There was oh, gonna be a reissue okay. in. Um, you know, like they've been doing with the original Alien and Aliens. Uh, Alien and aliens, you fucking idiot. The original Alien series is where they did the. <laughs> and Predator planets. too, now. Yeah, and they did the um main, the the core trilogy for Predators and the hardback stuff. Uh speaking of, um, Life and Death's just come out in hardback.
1: Really? Uh, was, did that finally yeah.
0: come out? Yeah, it came out uh, last last week, I think.
1: Oh, I gotta see if that's been shipped to me.
0: Uh, it's, it's on my bookshelf right now
1: is it as big as the uh, the? No,
0: no it's not as big there's there's not oh. as much behind the scenes material in it unfortunately it's um, there's a lot like um, character design studies and stuff like that um, but not as extensive I assume because they, it didn't have such a, a troubled sort of launch I guess but it still looks cool it still looks cool I enjoy that series we need to do a, an episode on that series actually we did life and we did fire and stone but we never did a life and death episode
1: did we never do life and death I thought no, we did we, we <laughs>
0: never did a life and death episode so we'll have to do one. But yeah, okay. Could, could, we need to stop tangenting ourselves. In. <laughs> I guess that's to be expected. Regular listeners will expect that of us. Yes. Yeah, okay, cool. So thank you everybody for listening. Uh, this has been Corporal Hicks.
1: And Ridgetop. Zena Getting
0: to the chopper.
1: Get to the chopper!